<laughs> we be live. <laughs> you were ready this time from the beginning. Yeah, no, no. I, I saw, I saw this. Um, you, you mentioned that in your last uh, episode, Ethos Republic episode with uh, with Susanna. I think she does something else now. She does one hand. I don't know where I got this from. Yeah, I think she does this. <laughs> I don't know. I got it from somewhere. I know Mimsy used to do this. Mimsy. <laughs> well, there's three versions. This is the Mimsy version. The Susanna version and the Harris version. It's, it's actually evolved from both of them. Yeah, all three of you are adorable. Oh, <laughs> toxic masculinity. Oh, yeah, that, we should talk about that today. Yeah. That's offers down my toxic masculinity. Yes, no, but, this is how you... By the way, no, no, because uh, I, I got in trouble with Nuria uh, in the last uh, House of Sin episode. <laughs> she was like, right. toxic masculinity. <laughs> I got in trouble with Nuria once, and I got in trouble with Nuria in Germany when I told her Islam, like, she was, she was very angry. I said, it could be argued that Islam is more anti-man than anti-woman. Really? Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, I actually, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that, but, um, but I want to, I, I want to see your take on that. What do, what do you mean, Islam could be more anti-man? I, I see it could be because obviously it puts restrictions on men as well. Like, I mean, okay, maximum you can have four wives, but we know that even four wives, that's a big. Why do you always think about sex? I wasn't even thinking about. No, sex. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, no, it's one of the. No, it's one. No, it is one of the things. It, it, yeah, yeah. It, it no, is. No, I'm kidding. When, I'm, when we look at men, no, but when I'm we look at men, yeah, no, no, but I want to explain it. But but when we look at men, like the, the sun, certain biological tendencies of males and certain biological ten tendencies of females. And I always say this. I'm I'm not ashamed to say this. I know I get in trouble with with toxic feminists or feminazis or whatever. I don't care. But you know, like at the end of the day, at the base of it, we are instinctive creatures. And then on top of that, when when we build societies then those societies are built on intellect and you know in some cases we we suppress our instincts and which is a good thing i'm not i'm not saying that's wrong but we still have those certain tendencies so i want to know what do you mean by so sex is a huge part sexual selection is a huge part of yes, yes. male versus female so, so those things are important but but i understand what do you mean uh that islam could be more anti anti-man what's your take on that Okay, I'll let you know. But for, we got, you got a super chat, so thank you for the super chat. Thank Gil, you, Gil. Oh, and also, I like it when people tell us where they're watching from. So Jan is saying greetings from Poland. So guys, if you're watching, like, let us know in the live chat where you're watching from because it's like we want to see how international our audience is. Um, okay, so the reason why I think Islam could be argued that it's more anti-man, at least in in theory, like in practice now, it's the way it's being um, executed. It's affecting women more than men, right? But at its origin and the way it was designed and the way it was meant to uh, be followed and practiced, it's more brutal to men than it's brutal to women um, from a violence perspective, not from a, a sexual uh, and right, you know, and property rights perspective, right? So from a woman's perspective, um, you are exposed to violence in Islam because your husband is commanded to... Uh, beat you when you are feared to be disobedient, right? So it's very key to understand that it's uh, commanded, not suggested, not allowed. You're commanded, so it's not like you could decide not to beat your wife. So it's, Islam tells you that you have to do it, right? So it's not just an, um, letting you do it; it's commanding you to do it. Is it also, really a commandment? Yes, it's a commandment. Read the Quran, I, I, 
It gives you three steps. It tells you first when you when you fear disobedience from your wife, right? First, um, be, give them the silent treatment as a punishment. Then Absolutely abandon them from your abandon them from your bed. Uh, and th- third, if it still doesn't uh, get a result, then beat them. And it's it's very brutal because it doesn't but tell you. No, but hang on. I want to be devil's advocate. But I I don't I don't think it's mandatory to go through those three steps before you can divorce them. You could divorce them it, after the second step. It doesn't. Okay, I'm talking about a Quranic verse. It doesn't mention anything about the divorce. It's no, 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 my point is, no, but it's not a commandment though. It's a, the, the, it the, is a the, commandment. No, no, no. It tells you to do it. It doesn't tell you you can do it. It doesn't suggest you to do it. It doesn't say that you tell you to consider it. It tells you to do it when you fear disobedience. Go read it. It's pretty clear. I don't know. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 well, go read I, it. I you have, well, no, I, I've read it. Well, come on, man. This yeah. is one of our favorites punting bag. But I, I think you could you could bypass that and just go divorce it. You could just divorce it. It is. You're not going to be judged. Here, here's a commandment. So commandment becomes a problem. You're not going to be punished by Allah for not beating your disobedient wife. You are you are talking about the difference between how Islam is practiced and what it says in plain black and white in, in the Quran. I understand that what you're saying is how Islam being is practiced. No, I don't see anywhere in the Muslim world people saying that you have to beat your wife. Nobody, like it hasn't translated to that in practice. Why? Because Muslims are better than Islam, okay? So what you're saying is correct about Islam in practice, but the clear text of the Quran is a command. Okay, but like I'm not, that's not even the point of my um, talk, right? We could discuss it later, right? My point is that that's the level of violence that women are exposed to, uh, wife beating by the husband, which is horrible, right? But the violence, the level of violence that is expected of men to be exposed to, and again, this is a commandment, okay? is to expose themselves in front of swords and spears and other sharp and heavy objects uh, in front for Allah's sakes, okay? And also, this is not a suggestion. Unless you are handicapped, this is a commandment. You are supposed to fight in war for the sake of Allah. So this is the level of violence that men are required to be exposed to. Uh, and I think that's a lot more significant than being... Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that one, that one, that one's true because uh, Prophet Muhammad, there's plenty of hadith where Muhammad says, that, Hang on, you you want to sit at home, you want to go farming and all that, but Allah wants you to fight. Those two men is actually very funny. Um, uh, there, there's a very funny hadith that I've spoken about a lot of times, when, which is evidence of how Muhammad used to make up, uh, make up stuff. Where um, at, at one time there was this. Um, Hang on, let me let me sorry, give me a sec. Let me just find that um, hadith. Um, where was this uh, one time Muhammad is uh, again having a hissy fit and he's saying, Oh, sorry, I, I think that term is not politically correct anymore. But anyway, he, he, he Muhammad was upset uh, that these guys are not going for jihad, and then he says, Um, those who go and fight for Allah are better than those who sit at home. Uh, so that was that is a Quranic verse, and then there's one guy uh, says, "Oh, uh, what about me, Prophet? Because uh, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a blind man." And then Prophet Muhammad says, "Oh, hang on, I'm getting uh, the, another message from Allah. Uh, except you have a disability." <laughs> so, so Muhammad has made up that rule as he went along. Um, it it yeah. just wasn't supposed to be. So so yeah, you're right. 
So people are, men are constantly guilt-tripped going um, into going to war, you know. That's, yeah. Uh, and, and yeah. And, and this is what, the, and then they're told, kind of like how, what's happening in Russia today now, yeah? You're guilt-tripped in, in going to war, the one that you don't even believe in. For example, there's another infamous one. There was this guy who, there's a chronic quest for that as well. Mohammed said, hey, come on, let's go to Byzantine Empire. You'll be able to get blonde women as uh, as um, uh, Malikat Yanim, like as sex slaves. And this guy says, oh, dear prophet, I don't want to go because when I go and capture these women, then I become like a sex maniac. So he says, I'm not going to go. Um, and then I've, I've actually made a, um, a video on that as well. So if you put Haru Sultan, Blonde Women Jihad, it will come up uh, with all the references. Um, so Muhammad, and then Muhammad curses him. He says, oh, you know what? And uh, it's written in the tafsir, the whole incident in detail. So yeah, you're right. I mean, men are constantly guilt-tripped into going to jihad. And then they're encouraged that if you do go and fight for Allah, you're going to go straight to heaven. So see, even that now there's a way around it from a, taf a tafsir perspective, right? Um, and using weak hadith even to make this interpretation is that to get around that in modern times, Muslims say, well, jihad, we have so many different kinds of jihad, right? Uh, you could go, you go, you getting education is jihad, right? Yeah, uh -huh. so, so, making up. Yeah, so you could just make stuff up like, the, well, so that's why you also see the wife beating part in Islam is also, by the way, I do want to make sure that um, I do, we go, I mean, I know you have read this multiple times, but this is clearly, I mean, come on, this is clearly a commandment, okay? Quran 434, husbands should, okay, took, and then look at the, the entire language of the interest, should take care of their wives with the bounties God has given to, um, wait, uh, hold on, is this the, then ignore them when you go to bed, then, yeah, okay, so, here, it starts from me. Righteous wives are devout and guard what God uh, would have them guard in their husband's absence. If you fear high-heartedness, high-heartedness, heartedness, which means disobedience, right, from your wives, okay, so look, there is no, um, you could, like, it says, if you fear this, remind them of the teachings of God, then ignored so this is added this is not actually you see it's in brackets this is something that the translator added even though it was not in the arabic version right so don't take the parts that are sometimes you have to be careful about the parts that are added but in brackets because it, this is sometimes the translator is trying to make it seem a little bit better right so remind them then ignore them when you go to bed then hit them see it doesn't say you can hit them. So this is the Arabic version, right? As as Rabbi Yeah, but Doesn't it's say not, you can't. What? Uh, no, but no, but no, but it's not. It's not regarded as one of the hadood punishments. So, you, you so if you yes, you are allowed to do it, but it doesn't say. That it doesn't you, say. These, it doesn't say you're allowed to do it. It says hit no, them. So, so 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 give me any scholar's opinion that says that you cannot divorce a woman until you've beaten them, beaten her up. You cannot. No. Well, I mean. So you can, um, you can divorce, yeah? Yeah, you can, yeah. So so there is no... But but when the certain commandments like Hadood punishment, there is no other option. Like if it's a thief, if it's a thief and it's above certain whatever uh, whatever the amount is, two right. ropes or egg or whatever that is, a shield or whatever, then you have to cut off the head. There is no other way. And Allah says that, okay, the laws that are prescribed, you know, those are the final laws. So that's right, the right. commandment. When in this case, yes, you. this is a suggestion that they've given that you can do it but if i if i there's no way in the quran it says that okay you must follow certain 
you, you should I understand I, yeah. I understand what you're saying doesn't necessarily contradict what I'm saying that that taking this verse like I understand like scholars come and like add things to the Quran but taking this verse it seems pretty clear like if you read the Quran the way that you're supposed to treat the wife it seems like a commandment it doesn't seem like a suggestion it doesn't yeah, seem uh, like um, yeah so look at, I mean the, the would you agree at least that that's what it comes across as? That's the simplest take takeaway. You know, if I was like relying on the Quran and I was like, who are the scholars? I'm relying on the Quran. If I was just relying on the Quran, then my takeaway was would be the most simplest takeaway from this Quranic verse would be that this is a commandment, not a suggestion. No, I think this I'll is, take it as a suggestion. Really, Azra Bahuna? Okay, guys, let us know in the I would comment. Take it, I would take it as a suggestion. Yeah, I can beat her. You know, like, I mean, that's what it, it says. Doesn't say, say go beat but her. it doesn't say you can't beat her. No, no, it says beat, beat her. her. No, yeah, go beat her. But it's up to me. It's not saying you must beat her. Well, if, you, if you're going to nitpick, then I can also say it doesn't say you must beat her. There's no word of well, must beat her. Hold on. That, I can say that about the verse that you mentioned. It doesn't say like you what? must. It doesn't say you must Which cut one? their hand. It says cut their hand. No, 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 but there's no other alternative for it. Here, I know, alternative but, halal. No, 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 focus, focus. Like, you are adding things. Like, I'm saying, if you're saying it so, needs to have no, no, you must, focus. No, you listen focus to what I'm on, saying. I, I, no, 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 I get that. I get what you're saying. One at a time. No, 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 no. One at a time. Okay. You say no, it doesn't say must, okay? Well, the Quranic verse that says cut their hands also doesn't say must. So, the word must, when I say beat them, okay, that's a commandment from Allah. None of the, I mean, I, I saw so many comments. I got your in point. The I think it everyone doesn't got have your point. Must... I got yeah. everyone got your point. So, so what is the alternative punishment for a thief? I got your point as well. I think everybody got your point. Okay, I agree with your point. Okay, giving the core Islam as its entirety. Okay, this is more you have more ways out from this commandment okay than the then that's other commandments it. Are, yeah then that's it no, I agree. no but then i'm agreeing makes sense. with you i'm agreeing with you i'm Why taking win? i'm talking no 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 you're not even listening to me you're not even <laughs> listening to me listen. i'm talking about a quran focused perspective okay yes uh, somebody that is not talking about I you, you have to understand the scholars constantly try to give you way out of problematic parts of the Quran, right? So I don't. If somebody, do you agree with me that if somebody was to be like, I'm a Quran first kind of Muslim, right? And I do not take. If you were listening to the Quran and ignoring the scholars, and just looking at this verse and Quran with the understanding that Allah is supposed to speak to you in clear language without any ambiguity. Do you not agree that my interpretation is the most simple and clear interpretation that you could get out of this? If you just read this you... verse, okay. Okay. So okay. if you just read this, if you just read this verse, as I said, there's no there's no alternative for fornicators, there's no alternative for thieves, there's no alternative for, uh, alternative for those who spread fitna, uh, even though there's given three options. So you, it's open to inter anyone who can take it. But in this case, there there is a clear alternative given to you. There's a clear alternative given to you. In here. the Quran? Yes, yes, it is in the Quran. Yeah. There. Those who swear to abstain from their wives, um, uh, having four months of waiting. Therefore, if they revert back, Allah is most forgiving, very merciful. And if they resolve to dis divorce, Allah is all hearing, all, all knowing. So 
and, and there's a couple other verses as well where you, you're told, okay, you know, you can you can have you can divorce your wives. It doesn't have any right. checklist. So my point is, if if there is, hang on, if there is a dispute, See. you don't have to follow these three steps. You could straight go to this. If there was a problem, for example, you don't have this the luxury of all these other hadith punishments. So that's why any decent person, any any man who looks at this and he knows about the uh, he knows about the divorce first, he goes, you know what, bitch, I can't live with you. Screw you. Talak, talak, talak. Get out of my life. I don't want to hit you. All I right. Let it. me ask you this. Do you agree that if you put these two together and you want to come up with a full conclusion, if you want to keep your wife, then you are forced to hit her? Uh, yes, yes, in that case, okay. yeah. In the, in that so case, if yeah. you're like, I don't, I fear disobedience and I don't want to lose my wife, then you have no choice but to beat her if she constantly disobeys. I think it would still be a suggestion, like otherwise, then you could, oh, be, someone God. could be just putting up with it. It's, a, it's an allowance. It's an allowance. Okay, it's an no, allowance. I give, for me. I give up. I give up. Like, yeah, you have to give up because I, I'm, it, I'm not convinced. Just, I think, I think it's okay. an allowance. It is like, not like where. A, as I say, it would be better. It would be nice. It's like if you okay, have a kid. I'm, it's like if you have a kid. Kid well, doesn't listen to you. You can smack him. Uh, I'm. I'm not saying it. I'm it just say giving an example. It doesn't say you can. It says Azrabahuna. Smack him. I say okay, Zabrahuna. Okay, but then it's like oh, some kids say no. You know what? I'll teach him yeah. some other way. That's fine. Um, also playing a psychological uh, tricks by using no, read the whole thing. Definitely, definitely a command. Well, yeah, that's fine. She's saying that definitely a command. Also playing. Psychological tricks by using the words like disobedience subconsciously cause a man to reestablish his control by playing a man, on a man's ego. Yeah, well, I agree with that, but I, I think I think it's very easy to navigate through it, but you can't navigate through uh, the other hadood punishments. By the way, so that, so that, that was my okay. whole point. Anyway, we can we, we can move on from this. I just want to give references to the people how um, uh, how Muhammad used to make up stuff. So this is Jamia Thirmidhi three zero three three. That's the one that I was talking about where uh, Prophet Muhammad says that um, you know everyone has to go to uh people who stay at home are not as uh, are not better than the people who actually go and fight for allah and then muhammad conveniently gets a verse after a blind man says ah oh, but i'm a blind man what, what about me so anyway that's just one of them and then this is surah toba sorry this is uh another one is surah toba which is chapter 9 verse um uh verse 49 abu wahab was that guy's name who didn't want to go um uh, prophet muhammad enticed him by saying that hey let's go and capture some byzantine women these blonde women and he said no i don't want to go there so you can if this is ibn kasir uh, sorry wadis at uh, the you can read the whole uh, verse in detail chapter 9 verse 49 okay uh, i just wanted to do that all right um we have uh patron questions um and guys if you want to uh, us to answer your questions you could become a patron on secular jihadist a uh, patron and you know, and that's link in the description on the on the page on Secular Jihadist YouTube channel. If you wanted to come up and talk to us live on air, you could become a YouTube member on Harris Sultan's YouTube channel or on the Secular Jihadist YouTube member YouTube channel. Um, or also, if you want to ask questions, you could use super chats. You could su use super chats yeah. on Harris Sultan's channel. Please use use the super chats if you want to ask any questions. Or on the Secular Jihadist YouTube channel, you could also use super chats for us to highlight them and answer your questions. Um, so for people who don't know, we're like streaming this on uh, both uh, Secular Jihadist YouTube channel and Harris Sultan's YouTube channel as well. Um, so we have and be my patron, and you can patron. be my patron yes. as well. Patreon.com forward slash ex Muslim. Links in the yes, guys. Yeah. Yes, uh, link in the Harris Sultan's Patreon is in the description. And if you don't want to support us financially, please just like the video, that really helps the channel. Yes, like. Channel 
this like 35 people watching 112 people have already watched it but only 24 likes come on guys hit that like button that doesn't cost anything yes that doesn't cost you anything I don't where's vidu 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 has been uh, away vidu has been having time of his life so hopefully he should, he should be back next week next week yes okay so we have some really juicy patreon questions today juicy here's the first yeah juicy years yeah you want to read this one read that full because sometimes you just read it under your breath and people yeah i know like, i know true true okay yeah, yeah no, right. that's that's good feedback and by the way you, you need to look look into the camera okay oh yeah okay yeah that's better see now that that's really good that's good <laughs> okay. okay what do you think the left-leaning people in the west get wrong about family I think we undervalue fatherhood and treat dads as replaceable and no more than a paycheck. Mm, that's very interesting. Well, you, how about you go first? <laughs> mm. I don't know why. why did I, I, yeah. um, did, did, I'm not going to answer that, but I'm just going to say something very interesting that I, I still feel maybe it's these questions are a little bit out of our comfort zone, you know, like talking about trans, trans issues or feminist issues or something like, I mean, I still, um, you know, like I still um, wince a little bit when I when I when I think about that. I got to talk about that, but it's it, it's remarkable that you, you and I were ready to take on uh, the Taliban and you know some of the religious extremist people, but you know, like with, with this, we're a little bit worried. But anyway, but I'm not. Like I, we'll talk I, about it. I think um, there has been, in general, a, an over correction in western countries when it comes to um, highlighting and appreciating the role of women in society uh, because for a very long time uh, women's participation and contribution to the economy to the um, you know their importance their rights their voices their choices were ignored and western countries like more progressive countries corrected that and there are some a lot of examples of overcorrections right here and there which doesn't dismiss how important the original correction was but it's so important for us to not recognize where we have overcorrected so celebrating women and their role and their um, contributions uh, in some situation has gone um, so much so in, in to the point where some people are dismissing or belittling the role of men in society and how important their contribution is and you know you see that in very actually very toxic way of talking about men's and men's attitudes such as phrases like toxic masculinity becoming popular which is a very uh, disgusting way about talking about men in general right uh, so and that's just normalized and accepted. So in general, the role of men being dismissed and belittled, and um, people I see so many people in Western countries like even cheering uh, the idea of men, men being less important or less significant or silencing them, which is not helpful not just for men but it's also not helpful for for women because it just undermines the feminist the the important uh, gains that the feminist movement has made. Right. So the role of men in family just goes in line with this whole trend of just trying to dismiss the role of men and this is just part of it um like motherhood is being celebrated to the point where people uh, are dismissing fatherhood as important part of the family I mean, I mean even among a lot of people who accept that you know this is this should be about equality one shouldn't come at the expense of the other 
it's just this general belief among even liberals, not just progressives and like uh, uber leftists, uh, that motherhood is just by far so much more important to childhood development and men and fatherhood. Like single parenthood uh, was being uh, celebrated and encouraged. Um, and now we have study after study after study showing how important the role of a father is as a role model, not just for their sons, but also for their daughters, and how psychologically um, missed out kids are without a father figure and a father role model in a household, right? So, and the problem with this is that a lot of people are talking about this as if this is a left-right thing, where, like, a lot of Unfortunately, for a lot of people, liberals or left-leaning people, because right-leaning people have jumped on this idea of fatherhood is important, uh, some, not all left-leaning people, instead of looking what the scientific literature says, have just like reject, are fighting back against that narrative because it's just coming from the right. Like you shouldn't, you shouldn't decide what position you're taking uh, based on just being opposed to right-leaning people because you're left-leaning. You actually have to just take a look and see. What is the actual? Uh, what are the actual facts? And the facts are that fatherhood is very significant and very important. And it, this should not be a political discussion. This is, should be a fact and non-factual discussion. So to, this this is this is when trying to divide everything on left and right is going to come at the cost to children because so many people are going to take wrong positions just to make a political point, which is very a very dangerous tactic. You see that with global warming, you see that with abortion, and now you're seeing that with the importance of fatherhood. So it's important for us to correct that. What do you think? Yeah, I think I agree with everything you said. Um, I, I, I do think that... Um, as you said, there's overcorrection, um, but some correction obviously was needed, and hence you use the word overcorrection. I think if if we go too far back, then people and and I would say both men and women were also in unhappy marriages, especially in the ages of you know if they get married at the age of twenty twenty five or something. Now they're supposed to be with each other for next forty years or something, and then now they're going to go through different phases of life of their lives. They're going to be totally different people uh, 10 years later. 20 years later, they'll be totally different from what they were 20 years ago. Um, so, uh, But the society that they had created a one man, one woman kind of thing, now they had to be together. And I think a lot of that domestic violence probably originate from the fact that people were, were feeling suffocated in these dead-end relationships that they just couldn't get out. Um, and there was pressure that, okay, I need to... I need to stay in this relationship. Now they both hate each other. And now obviously kids are suffering because kids are seeing mom and dad are fighting. Um, I, I reckon that was probably more dangerous. So as a result, you know, they said, okay, let's normalize divorce. I'm a big fan of divorce. I think divorce um, must be normalized, destigmatized, and it should even be, I wouldn't say celebrated because obviously still in, still a separation. Uh, of uh, of something but again but should we not celebrate like if two people are in an abusive relationship i'm not just talking about physically abusive like just mentally abusive in a way like they're both depressed a man is depressed why do why do men get hit with um midlife crisis i mean nobody thinks about it and 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 then men end up doing some stuff that they're not supposed to do you know they end up having an affair with their secretary or something not condoning it or anything but i'm saying they feel if they're feeling 
um, you know, imprisoned in a certain relationship, of course, you know, then, then they end up doing that. So I think divorce should be normalized. But even then, I don't think it's that normalized because with the overcorrection, men still tend to stay in their relationship because they're like, oh, hang on a second. If I file for a divorce, my wife is going to take half of it and blah, blah, blah. So they end up still doing what they're doing and then it ends up getting messier. And then um, I, I think there should be some equal footing. However, it, my here's my take. If divorces are fair, I don't think in the Western countries divorces are fair from a man's point of view. Uh, a man is given very little custody to, to, to his children and he has to pay child support, um, which he should, by the way. Um, but it just doesn't make sense to him. I, I know I, I've seen four people here in Australia who got divorced and they were absolute rock bottom. They hit absolute rock bottom and they were depressed. By the way, if you are feeling lonely, sad, depressed, please speak to someone. You need help. Um, and there is help available. In Australia, there's organizations like Beyond Blue and some other organization. You can Google that in your local countries as well. And and, and they get depressed and they, they wonder, why am I working? I know one guy actually quit his job because he said, I can't even see my kids and I have to pay child support. And you know what? What's in it for me? And then, but, you know, he just quit his job, became a bum, and then he got back to his senses after six, seven months, and then restarted working. And it's just terrible. So if this the, this divorce process is fair, if it's built on equality, then we need to, um, you know, then I think it should be celebrated in a way that both mom and dad need to be in the kid's life. I think a kid having both mom and dad in their lives is, is the ultimate, and it's a kid is is better off having separated happy parents uh, in their lives than uh, you know uh, together parents uh, who are not happy. That's what my take on that. All right, I need to address a couple of comments in the live chat. First of all, I really think that Pakistani defense force is like so, is stupid. Like, look at this. It's <laughs> saying Armin doesn't believe in global warming? Question mark. What the f? Okay, so you're an idiot because you didn't listen to what I was saying because I definitely believe in global warming. Um, I'm not even going to go back to what I said because it was pretty clear what I said. Um, you are you are not very smart, Pakistani Defense Force. I want to say that. Um, and then here, Khadija is saying, mother, look at this. This is actually what I wanted to, an example of the problem that I was addressing, right? So it's a, she's saying, motherhood is considered more important than fatherhood and patriarchy is to blame because men introduced the idea of leaving for work for hours resulting in the child recognizing one face as a parent. See, this constant need to just blame men over women, like this is dividing the society. This is not helpful, Khadija. You're not being helpful. Dividing the society into men versus women and putting one against each other is not going to give you good results. This is like... The, the the idea of men having to go work and being away from family, these are things that are beyond one or a couple of people's decision making. This is not individuals making decisions. These are economic, socioeconomic conditions that force certain ways of life upon people without anybody actually planning it. These things are a lot more organic and less planned than you think. This is just the market working the way that it works. This is something both capitalists and communists agree with, that the, the, their structures of societies force certain ways of life upon you. But the, the constant, like, you are on team woman, 
and you're looking at, and you're looking at world problems and you constantly want to blame things on team men doesn't make us work with each other like you have to evolve you know mature above all this tribalism between the two sexes this is so disgusting and so unhelpful um i i i i want to address that too see this is khadija this is not going to get you anywhere in, in the world you, you you think this is what i meant by people animals and including humans we're all instinctive creatures okay and based on our instincts we create a society do you think um, uh, a tigress and a tiger they actually have a chat and then they mate and then they make babies and then tiger says okay i'm going my way this is how nature has evolved um if you even look at the hunter gatherers time nobody had a control uh, under control yeah when men would form packs and they would go out and hunt bisons and they would they, they would hunt big game what do you think why what, the, the, there's a very good very nice movie 10000 bc i think it's called it came out like 10 15 years ago but 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 it's not just a movie it's a known fact everyone knows that men would go out and um, and the mortality was so high amongst men they would get killed um uh, when they're going after these but then still there's 15 men they go for um for a mammoth or mastodon and one gets killed okay still the whole tribe gets to live and one man one man is dead um and uh, they're not taking women with them yes women are staying back why because there's obviously it is more logical for a man to go and hunt you know this massive animal who, who who's likely to kill you so and based on that everything evolved skills evolved everything evolved on top of that you could you you could point your fingers all you want and patriarchy and toxic masculinity or whatever but that's how things remain for a very long time and now in the modern day and age we have created a society where women can actually go and compete with men in a way you know like you could be a business, business executive or whatever so you know just stop putting everything on on men but you said what do you mean what's in it for me when you pay your child support Yeah, what's in it for me that I'm working and I'm not even allowed to see my kid? That's what it means. You created a child, now pay, keep the thing alive. Yeah, pay to keep the thing alive, and then um, you you should also be allowed to see on equal footing. You should have custody rights. You should. Most of these cases, men are ousted, obviously, for obvious reason as well. Again, see, like I said, how fair I am. Like I said, okay, it's it's a logical conclusion that a man should go out and hunt. um just like that it is an obvious conclusion that kids should remain with their mums because mums are better equipped to to taking care of kids than fathers but then fathers should not be entirely ousted from the process so you know I like this is what i mean by toxic feminine fe- feminism um we have got a two australian super chat on harris's oh. channel so thank you for that guys jd uh, jd would cook Yeah, thank you so much for the super chat. Um I do want to keep highlighting Khadija's comment. Hold on. Um thank you. I know that's good. Um uh, Khadija is saying we will get good results if men accept the blame and start solving it instead of def- deflecting and making excuses like don't divide society. Mm-hmm. Well, good thing, well Khadija, it's a good thing that most women who are part of the solution don't think like you, okay? Because most women the one good thing about feminism the the things that the feminism has achieved is unlike you a lot of women are now part of solution rather than s- sitting back and just saying oh men broke this so men need to fix this Patriarchy. yeah just, yeah like w- women are part like women and men women who are more mature than you 
are working side by side with men in fixing society's problems rather than sitting back crying like, oh, you guys, men did this to me, men fixed it, you guys were the problem, right? So you could just sit back and cry about men destroying society and asking them to fix it while us men, along with many other women, actually are doing the work that is required rather than crying about it. So there's that. But are you, I think this is directed at you, Harris. Dark question. I'm not, not sure. Okay. Not yeah. sure how pointing out that we can do family more than just in a traditional way undervalues fathers. I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. Not sure how pointing out that we can do family. Different kinds of family. Like, no, I, I don't think these two, Darko, I don't think these two go against each other, right? You could do, like, we went from the t traditional extended family yeah. to the nuclear family, and now we're moving on to new types of family, such as the chosen family. But the role of men, both men and women uh, in contributing to the raising of the children in all of these types of family is uh, pronounced and important. Both in the extended family, uh, the role of men and women are important. In the nuclear family, the role of men and women are important. And going forward, if we move to another model, which is like a chosen family, again, children need role models from both sexes, right? So um, even in the chosen family, you could like, even in, yeah, even, yeah. So I don't see how those, are, so, uh, so Darko is saying not much to Harris. The question was placed what left and left and west gets uh, wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, yeah. With with right, right, right is just that's just totally wrong. Yeah. They go back to one man, one wife kind of formula, family first, all that bullshit. And then when we look into their lives, you know, like they're just you know having <laughs> all sorts of issues, um, they're like deviancy, like terrible. Like I don't even want to go into it, but. At least the left is open to new ideas. This is why, like, I can never, never like or even give any serious thought into what conservatives have to say. Conservatives, by definition, mean someone who's change averse. Someone who says that, okay, we've got the best value system. This is it. Let's conserve it. Let's not, let's not change it. Um, where, whereas liberalism is, is the opposite of that. And where they're always wanting to change and improve on things. Yeah, sometimes they get it wrong and we can see the... The radical far left and you know wokeism and all of that they you know the overcorrection is involved in that but at least they're willing to change because one thing i always say one thing is for certain nothing ever remains static everything is either evolving or devolving and we as a society collectively evolving 50 years from today we'll be more worried about the climate change we'll be more worried about the rights of robots we'll be more worried about uh, animal rights you know like we, we, all of these things will keep happening and that would need new thinking that would need new intuition on how to deal with those issues but conservative of that time would be like no 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 okay you know what animals are freaking animals we have to put ourselves first we're not going to do you know like when the, when liberals will be coming up with scientific solutions to reduce animal suffering for instance um i've always given this uh thought experiment that imagine you come up with a formula let's just say lab grown meat where we're just just as good initially now we've seen how these people go these, uh, you know, these, and again, most of them are conservatives, like anti-vaxxers and all of that. They're just always on the right side. Um, they would, first of all, they would create conspiracy theories that, oh, this lab-grown meat has got some and so-and-so stuff in it, and they're doing that, uh, and, and they want to control your mind or whatever. Like, first of all, once, it might take us 10, 15 years to get over that, and then we find out, okay, this lab-grown meat is 100% safe, is healthy, and there's no suffering involved. But then... Would you eat that or would you still insist on killing animals or making animals suffer? 
what would you do? Um, uh, I know one group of people, Muslims, will always say, no, no, we want halal. So, you know, this is not halal, so we want to eat them. Um, we want to kill the animal and then we eat it. And then being unnecessarily causing the suffering of animals. So liberals of the time would be challenging that idea. So liberals, you always need to be on the left rather than on the right. All right. So Khadija is saying, honestly, this idea of fathers being more sort of a, a victims getting short end of the stick is an imaginary problem. First no. of all, nobody, I didn't, I don't know what you're listening to. Um, being some sort of, the idea of fathers being some sort of victims getting short of the stick is an imaginary um, so basically, father, fathers can't be victims. Basically, yeah. I mean, this, like, this, you, you you're basically, but no, yeah. So basically, you're so dogmatically sexist, Khadija, that you can't even consider that uh, as just the same way that the society is structured in a way that women have certain uh, problems and women are being pressured in a, in unique ways that men are don't experience on a large scale. In the same way, society is structured in a way that men in experience certain pressures um, and, you know, un, unjustified pressures that, that women on a don't on a large scale. The fact that you are so blind to it, the fact that you can't even consider that that might be a fact, just shows how dogmatically sexist you are. It shows how tribal you are on team woman and you see men as enemies that you can't even begin to consider that that might be the case. But um, this is not a competition on who is the bigger victim. Right. This is like us recognizing that women deal with certain pressures that they shouldn't be and trying to alleviate that and try to fix that, but also try to see that for men um, and not not trying to act like if you focus on men's issues and try to resolve those that doesn't have to come at, at the expense of fixing women issues you think this you act you're the one who's acting like this is a competition you're the one who thinks that women's rights are being threatened if we talk about men's issues as well which is not because we're on the same team we're on team human we're not competing against each other we're not working with against each other we're working with each other so we see each other's problems and we recognize them just uh, just a little fact slapping and i think we need to move on from khadija because i think she's very dogmatic as you said this, this is an official report um, submitted in the Australian Senate um, back in 2020 because... Wait, uh, wait let me read this. Let me read this. Let me read this. One last one. Okay, so look at how triggered Khadija is. So tired of men crying about the pressure they face when they created this mess. Do, let, let look, me... This is so toxic. This is exactly what you... You're right. We should have... A, I mean, I don't actually encourage people using toxic femininity because that's as toxic as using toxic masculinity right but if there is such a thing as toxic masculinity this is the version on the feminine side of it but go on yeah so um so, so this is a report that was submitted um in the australian senate because it just couldn't be hidden anymore and it was it did become a huge issue that people were not talking about men's so i don't even i was a bit reluctant like i did, I, I wanted to see something in in black and white or some sort of a statistics and abs is australian bureau of statistics and they have record of that and anyway so it, it boiled down to that it has been suggested that separated men commit suicide at six times the rate of married men and oh, that wow you're not... crying harris why are you crying about yeah. men committing suicide and ooh, then ooh, ooh, ooh. making like this is what people like khadija is making light of 
Yeah, no, but, but I know how crying. men are crying about actually committing high rates of suicide. Should I do you have no shame, Khadija? You think this, this is not something worth of crying about? Also, this is this is something that feminists actually are right about. Okay, people like Khadija are wrong about this, and people like uh, people like feminists are right about this. Look, look at her making fun of men crying as if it's not manly, as if this is not in the men are not supposed to be crying. This is like having masculine role. These are the same people who, who talk about masculinity being something toxic, but they themselves are promoting masculinity in a way that is so unhelpful by making fun of men crying, men who are to the point of depression that are committing suicide at these high rates. And you are making light of that. It's disgusting. Point, you should be ashamed. Look, look at this. Divorce multiplies men's suicide risk, making them nearly 9.7 times likelier than women to commit suicide, even after consideration of other factors. So, um, and, and there's so much literature of suicide amongst men. But people like Khadija, you know what their answer is? She's like, oh, but men created this world. Men created this world. Uh-uh. Yeah, right. So men created the world. And like, it's, just, it, it's just pathetic to actually just even... How can... I'll just leave that with um, uh, with Sam Harris's quote. Like, what evidence can you give to people who don't value evidence? What amount of reason can you give to people who just don't value reason? They have their own dogmatic beliefs. Now, he obviously said that for people with religion, but obviously that applies on every other dogmatic person. Like, it's just like this is why this is why they, they have this term for raging feminists and feminazis because now I actually I'm actually understanding that. Um, yes, a lot of wrong has been done by men, but that, but, but overcorrection, we don't need overcorrection. We need to work together to actually overcome these problems. Um, I, I do want to respond to this. Uh, Bastet is saying, I think a lot of problems stem from the concept of the nuclear family, putting the pressure on two individuals to do the job, what was traditionally shared. Uh, but uh, by by a, shared by a whole family group, I don't think so. I think the nuclear family was the right thing for at the right for the time. Uh, right. You know, r- right now the nuclear family might not uh, be the ideal uh, model, but the industrial revolution made the nuclear family a necessity for its time. Right. So these things, when when nuclear family happens. Um, it's not because if, if it's happening, it probably is the right answer, right? The problem is with conservatives because once they get used to something, they just want to hold on to it mm-hmm. and they, they just slow down progress because when we need to move away from nuclear family, maybe... And also, by the way, the problem with progressives is that when they see a trend away from something, they rush it too fast, right? So conservatives want to want to keep it even though maybe now the answer is something else. The progressives, they just want to burn the house down Sometimes like like maybe this is a slower process than you think, and maybe sometimes you're throwing out the baby out with the bathwater. So we have to find out like you have to be patient. You have to use scientific method to see. You have to use like proper statistics and pro- proper studies to just understand what the answer is, rather than ideologically being on the conservative or the progressive side. Um, Industrial evolution might have been the might have been the might, might have been at the base of it, but um, the actual uh, reason why both mom and dad started working or how it in, how it some people see it like Muslim like Daniel Hakikachi would see that okay that actually ended up enslaving women because previous to this new world order women just had to stay at home and have fun and don't have to do anything just make babies blah 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 but now they have to work and they have to compete and um, this basically happened after the first world war when men were fighting and dying in the trenches 
and uh, for a war they didn't believe in, women were actually um, uh, working in the factories. Um, and, and when men came back, then obviously they lost their jobs. So this is obviously First World War when in most of the, uh, the Western countries, women didn't even have a right to vote. Um, but women had tasted. Now they could buy those fur coats. Now working class women could actually um, enjoy uh, certain features that they could never even um, dream of. So by the time Second World War came in and the post-Second World War, uh, there was this huge urge by women to actually work and be financially independent. So it all happened accidentally, by the way. Yeah. Um, okay, okay, let's go to the ne next question. Yeah, next question. Um, what do you think is the problem that the Red Pill movement correctly identifies when no one else wants to acknowledge it? I, I yeah, don't. Okay. Yeah, go on. You go on. I'm. I'm gonna say again because I think when people and I watch a lot of these people, um, I think. I think when, for example, red pill crowd would be so overly anti-feminist. Now they would be so dogmatic that I think they go way too far. So, whenever, for example, legitimate concerns like okay, violence amongst men is brought up, like wife beating is brought up, or domestic violence is brought up. Um, they, then they would come up with something as ridiculous as say as like, well, women beat up men too. And you're like, well, hang on a second, they're not on equal footing, you know. Like, I mean, how many women die at the hands hands of abusive husbands? Hands down, it'll be it'll be you know like it'll be a one in thousand uh, where a man dies at the hands of a woman or, or grievously harmed or injured. Um, so it's not even an equation, like it's not even a question at that point, red pill should actually acknowledge that, but they don't, that crowd doesn't, they just got way too bored and they become too defensive. And, um, just like how, um, I, I was watching Avi Yemeni and he was saying, he was making fun of Nas Daily about, oh, you know, like, oh, uh, you, you're always propagating about, um, climate change uh, with world economic forum. You guys all gathered in and, you know, like you all came in your planes and, have such a huge carbon footprint, blah blah blah, and then and Nasteli made a good point, and he said, "Well, uh, yeah, we but we are raising awareness, and it's like one CEO who has to travel from one country to another, but that CEO's decision is going to impact thousands of kilograms of um, of of um, carbon emissions or whatever." So, so, but then he, but then when he turned around to uh, to Avi Yamini, that do you believe that? Um, uh, that climate earth is warming up then he said i don't have any opinion well excuse me why if you don't have an opinion on climate change then why are you concerned about people talking about it and not talking about it or taking action you should have an opinion and and deep down inside i knew that he probably has an opinion that earth is not warming up that's what he believes and then he believes this is a conspiracy theory. so i think that's the problem with red pill crowd and, and that that's the problem with people on polar extremes they get so caught up on their side of the argument that they get they get blindsided by the legitimate arguments from the other side. Yeah, so I think um, the red pill community, just like you know, a lot of far right communities, um, and you know, a lot of you know uh, Nazis, to be honest, uh, they identify certain things that are true, and then they use it as a way to push forward a lot of things that are not true, right? And the truth, so they they are very good at finding things that are true that progressives are sensitive about, right? And maybe because progressives have been um, dominant in media, when you mention certain true things, it gets a good negative reaction 
from mainstream media because a lot of the influence that progressives have over the media. And a lot of people who are, uh, you know, trying to discover what they believe in, what happens is that they look at the backlash and they go look to see if what these red pill communities or far right communities or a whole bunch of other people, conservatives are saying, whether they're true or not. And they, be, they discover that actually there's something to it. There's something to those points so they have they, they use this as a way to think like well therefore these are credible sources therefore these are tr truths that have been hidden from me and these people are showing me the truth that these mainstream media or progressives are hiding from me so they think unjustifiably that everything else they say must also be true this fact that was hidden from me by mainstream media thanks to the red pill community or some other communities. Now I know it thanks to these people. So I'm going to use them as a source. And that's a very clever propaganda and marketing technique because now a tsunami of really toxic and racist and um, homophobic and transphobic and misogynistic stuff comes with that, right? So our job our, as liberals is to clean up our act ourselves, like go clean up the left so that these red pill community and right-leaning groups or conservatives don't do the job for us. We need to show to people who are not conservative or right-leaning that you don't need to rely on the red pill community to unearth these things that maybe the progressives are hiding from you. We could do it ourselves. We could show to you that, yes, it's true that um, you know there are certain things that maybe um, there are some overcorrections when it comes to women rights, maybe gay rights, maybe trans rights. There are some ridiculousness that is coming from uh, certain, not mostly, but certain trans rights activists. There's some um, exaggerations about certain scientific claims that the progress, uh, the progressive makes, uh, side makes. There are certain things that are important to keep. Um, you know, this, you know, maybe the the structure of the family has to change, but family is important, right? You can just a lot of people from the progressive side uh, are going too far with the family. They're not saying, okay, maybe family structures have to change. They're just dismissing the idea of family as a whole. Uh, the idea of family is very important for a, a healthy um, human psychology, right? For a so. That is a very toxic belief system that is coming out of the progressive uh, progressive sides. And the red pill community tries to highlight that, but you shouldn't use them as a source because these people are not just trying to, the red pill community acts like they are uh, bringing attention to men's issues, but they are actually, they are also an overcorrection, right? So they are an overcorrection to the woke, to wokeism or SJW because they're not, they're not just trying to adjust Men, and bring attention to men's issues. They're actually woman, woman haters. They're actually anti-woman. They're not pro-men. They're anti-woman. Okay, they're not pro as more sane advocacy for trans rights and gay rights. They're actually homophobic. They're actually transphobic. So this is the pendulum keeps swinging from one side to another. And as liberals, we have to just try to hold on to this pendulum from swinging and keeping it on the same uh, same side. What do you think? 
on the left side because <laughs> we can't because if, if you keep it on one side then it'll become conservatism <laughs> no and the, and the scientific side like i think like when we're trying to figure out what how where do we need to keep the pendulum i think we should like divorce our minds sometimes from am i left am i right um just be like what is it what does the data show what does logic show just like try to step out of your ideological bubble and just look at the data objectively okay um and look at research don't look at um don't look at raw data because we are very bad at interpreting uh, interpreting raw, raw data we have to look at people who take that raw data and come up with an interpretation that is based on the scientific model from it. you got another super chat to highlight I, I did oh, no. but before but before we go further tina join that one with the last part when we were talking about feminism toxic masculinity or something Khadija's like burning she's burning she's raging the red <laughs> on, red lights coming out she's like how did you not make fun of men who are sensitive and call them sissy on live with nuria when she tried explaining your concept of toxic masculinity i think you should go and watch it again you should watch the context um i was she was talking about men like me who act like alphas when i've never said it and that was her own worldview of men like me who just go to gym or who are confident about themselves or who just you know take pride in whatever they are like i mean i'm, I'm not kind of person who just walks up to people and just say hey you little man i'm not i'm not one of those people i've never done that so she was calling that alpha being this desire to be the alpha male even though whatever that means or just i'm just simply saying i'm just being me um if you see that if you're threatened by that well whatever and then she's like okay what about those men who have emotions like um and um then i said yeah so what so if they're, they're them and uh, she was saying oh why can't you be like them and i'm like oh you're like that oh no you know what like i'm i'm, I'm not gonna be that i'm not that um sissy is also translated probably not the best term to use, but it actually, many Webster dictionary, look it up. It actually means cowardly men. There are men who are cowardly men. The cowardly men who would run away from, from war. They're, they're, they're men who would be the first one, first one out of their house and leave their family behind. But then they're men who would not. They're men who go, who go into burning houses or, and, and rescue totally unrelated people. Um, it happens all the time. So there are different kinds of men all the time, just like the, the, the smart women and the stupid women too. So you know what? Grow up, seriously, Khadija. You need, you need to just get out of this whatever shell you're in, whatever uh, literature or whatever videos you're watching. Come out of your dogma. Just try to look on the other side of the spectrum as well. You might learn something. Otherwise, you know, you'll be just angry and bitter and sad and just mm, patriarchy, patriarchy. And you will never be able to have anything, any relationship, with anyone, men or women, uh, uh, you, you will never be able to have a healthy relationship with anyone. Just be open about it. Yeah, sorry. Wait, we, um, yeah, so Tiu Tiu Basha, he, yeah. he's, he's our guy. He's he's my video editor. He's the one who do the oh, time yeah, steps. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Read this one. Each contribution one. is uh, the, is very important for this rational movement. You can contribute by sending super chats, super stickers, super thanks, likes, and share. Thank you very much, Tino. Tino. Yes. Because Tino, because if I don't get if I don't get any uh, super chats or super stickers or super thanks, then Tino doesn't get paid. <laughs> That's <laughs> why he's doing it. <laughs> Actually, this is a good super chat. Um, yes, so... that's a very good one. Yeah, and it came to yeah. you. How do you read? Yeah, yeah. Oh, how do you read say... this? He's saying patriarchs have power. So many, you know, like these chief men at the top, they have yes. power. Not average guys, you know. Putin has power and then he mobilized, he mobilized 300,000 people who don't want to go to war. And they're dying in thousands. 
And those Putin. people, and people like Khadija would be saying, yeah, well, that's the world men created. Putin created the, that world. But the poor fuckers are dying. So anyway, do world leaders commit suicide? I think sometimes they do. I don't know what's going to happen with Putin, but we'll see. No blaming all men. Uh, blaming all men is stupid. Um, what's that symbol? Is that? That's Males. Males. Yeah. It's a male symbol. I think it's a MRA symbol, isn't it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's just a male symbol. Oh, okay. That should, shouldn't that be something else? <laughs> anyway, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> men in power make the world 99% of men don't have it. That's actually true. Most yeah, of us... Yeah, so... So it's it's important. This is that this is why you shouldn't you you can pay this is why they call it the patriarchy, okay? Um it's not men. The victims of patriarchy are not just women. The victims of patriarchy are also most men, right? Um it's a few like throughout history, the people who send who oppress women and also send other men to die for them are a few men. It's not the vast majority of men. It's the few, it's just a few percentage of the men, a, a very small percentage of them. So mm. this idea of Khadija and the lectures are like, oh, men need to fix this, men need to do that. Well, men are a victim of this, of this victim as well. The, I, you are, I, I'm, I'm so glad to see that the, you know, the whole feminist movement is actually bec uh, more mature than people like Khadija. Like they are not make they're not turning men against women. They're not blaming men. Like oh look at this not not classic not all men argument. So she doesn't believe in this, right? She's a, one of the people who says who wants to put men against women, but that's not happening thanks to more sane rational movements. We're working to each other. You can't put us against each other. We're working with each other. Yeah, but but uh, not not only that, Khadija. You know, like if we start nitpicking, you know, you're not you're not even woke by woke standard. You you tending to be i don't know you're probably not even i, I don't know she goes she's sexist she's she, not only the sexist ageist as well we when we were talking about last week i think we were talking about Shah Rukh khan or Salman khan or something and she was like ew how old are these people uh that's from ages ago whatever and okay i'm like i ignored that one and now she's saying if anyone's angry it's the irani you know like she, she, she she's calling yeah. <laughs> wow the, the, she's ageist the, She's the biggest and she's sexist and racist. Wow. And, and nationalist as well. And she, <laughs> she thinks she's a feminist as well. She's actually like, it's, it's amazing how the toxic people on the left are so similar to the toxic people on the right with their beliefs. It's, yeah, a, it's a, it, it, a horseshoe it, kind of situation. It's, yeah, um, it's, yeah I, 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 I think this is, I, I think Khadija is probably, you know, toxic. <laughs> no, I think, I, look, I don't know. I think people go through different phases in lives, and you know, like, yeah. and, and again, that's going the downside a toxic of it. Phase. Oh, look, again, it's not only her fault because I think it's all. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm old enough uh, to understand this, how algorithms work because I'm one of the content creators as well, so I know. But I think when when we do get sucked in, um, in in, in our echo chamber, then I think. It, it, it is like I've always said this. I've always given this as a challenge. Watch ten or watch maybe five documentaries on nine eleven being an inside job. If you don't come out from the other side as a um, as a nine eleven was an inside job believer, then you know, well done. Because people create these echo chambers and they get sucked into this 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 algorithm. Uh, how, how these algorithms work is just it's, it's just nasty and it can do really really funny things to us so i think maybe she's um uh, I, I think she's on the wrong channel uh, yeah yeah or, or maybe she shares something with us that uh, uh being from a islamic background she 
is a raging irrational feminist, but she I've, also shares a common. Yeah, she'll grow out of it eventually. I, yeah, I, yeah. yeah, people people grow out of things. Like I mean, yeah. obviously she's gonna go, she's gonna meet other people, and she's gonna learn. And we all, as we all do. So I'm not I'm not saying that you know Khadija is just some evil person or something. I think she's just angry at this point. She's probably consuming some sort of content, probably one-sided content. I think that's all she's consuming. But anyway, I think we should move on. Yes, let's move on. Um, oh, by also, the way, guys... also by, 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 by the way, Khadija, if you if you want to come and have a chat, you're more than welcome. Yes, and you will be treated with full respect, no cutting over. We won't be speaking over you. Um, I, I think it's important. Uh, I, I, I've spoken with Armin that I think we need to, we have done a bit, we've said what we want to say about Islam as an atheist, we are unapologetic atheists, um, we would always talk about this religious nonsense, no matter which religion it comes from, we will talk about it, but there's so many other issues as well um, uh, that, that you know we are facing. I think religion is definitely a dead horse, it is going down. Uh, survey after survey, we look at it, and even the new atheists who are coming in, uh, in, who are becoming a part of this, you know, global nun demographic, they're also not interested in talking about religion. They're, they're more interested in talking about trans issues. They're more interested in talking about, you know, this uh, feminism versus, uh, you know, toxic masculinity, as you like to call it. Look at this comment. Pakistan Defense versus saying, irony is that Pakistan has yeah. more culture than Iran. Oh my God, these people are so interested in dividing us ag across nations and races and sexes and are like, you guys are so similar to right-leaning people who are interested in dividing humanity across. This is, this is, yeah. Remember, this is what I told you last week. I am anti-culturalist. By anti-culturalist, wow. obviously it was not a wow. proper term, but I'm anti-local culturalist. Pakistani defense, well, if you become a globalist, if you seriously take off this lens of, proud Pakistani or Pakistan or the, hey, my flag, Pakistan. I mean, if you take it off for a moment, trust me, nothing will happen. You would not become a terrible person. You would not lose yourself. You would not lose your identity or something. You would actually develop more love and respect for the entire humanity. You would not see an Italian person or a German person or an Indian person or a Bangladeshi person as anything different or even an Irani, <laughs> you know, you would not, this argument would not even interest you that, hey, Pakistan is better than Iran. Oh, hey, Pakistan have more people or more culture or more better music or better food than Iran. You would not be interested in these arguments. These are, these are such, 21st century is, 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 is a century of globalism. These things don't matter, man. They don't look, matter. Look <laughs> Armin, Pakistan has a larger film industry and music industry than Iran. It's so amazing because he thinks like I'm like him. He thinks my identity is tied into me being from Iran. Like he thinks he doesn't, like he doesn't attacked... care about Iran. He shits on Iran. <laughs> no, he thinks like he, I care about people. I care about humans. I have like you think me being an Iranian is such a big part of my identity. I don't care. Like, okay, yeah. well, I mean, whoopie do, good job for you. What does that got to do with me? I wasn't, if, <laughs> here's the thing. If Iran did have a bigger music and uh, industry than Pakistan, I wouldn't be proud of it because I wasn't involved in it. Do you think if Iran had a bigger music industry than Pakistan, I would be like, whoopie do, yes, go Iran, defeating Pakistan. I didn't contribute to that. So why would I be proud of it? This is so... This is what tribalism looks like. You think you're on team Pakistan. Like it's kind of like Khadija. She's on team woman and we're on team men. And Pakistani Defense Force thinks like I'm team on Pakistan. team Iran. She's yeah, I'm on team Iran and he's on team Pakistan. I'm on team human. 
I'm on not I'm not on team Iran. I'm on team human, you idiot. Jesus Christ. And also the other thing. And the other thing is this is such a bad argument. One could Indian an Indian could come in and could say, fuck you all. We've got a far bigger industry than both of you put together. So does that mean India has more culture and India is somehow better? That's not how better or worse is determined, you know, or it should be at least. But right. I think that would only happen if you if you really zoom out a little bit, really zoom out a little bit. Just let go of your cultural prejudices, let go of your uh, racial and nationalistic prejudices. These things will will really not make any sense. I became a global citizen probably around ten years ago, before I even realized what it actually meant. When I started traveling, when I started traveling, I I realized that all these people, every country I go to, they're poor people, they're middle class people, and they're rich people. And everyone is concerned about one thing, how to feed his family, how to how to buy more stuff or how to do, you know, they have same struggles as you. So at the end of the day, none of that matters um, whether whether they eat pasta or pizza and then you eat an, uh, a kulche ala naan or something. <laughs> it's, it's just stupid. Look at this, Khadija. Like I said, I'm, I'm on team human. And Khadija is responding. <laughs> I <think she> angry. <laughs> look at this. Look at this. She's so triggered. So then why don't you She's look human? Imagine if I imagine if I made fun of Khadija's looks, right? That people would be screaming toxic masculinity. Oh my God. Armin, instead of addressing someone's argument, is making fun of a woman's looks. She's and she is kid. now making fun I of my looks. I think this she's a kid. Is yeah okay yeah, i think right. she's a kid maybe i shouldn't maybe i shouldn't let her go no nah, just a yeah. kid i reckon she's just a kid i think as i said she okay. probably uh, but but khadija is you're more than welcome to come have a chat with us we will even though you make fun of our faces and his his product that but his if she's a kid then she you shouldn't bring her on though no i think yeah maybe maybe, maybe maybe she maybe she's borderline age. i don't know i don't know i'm just saying I don't know. Yeah, probably not. Because yeah, that would be unfair. 18, that would, yeah, over. Yeah, if, if you're over eighteen, if she's please, over eighteen, yeah. If yeah, you're yeah. over eighteen, please come. And uh, if you're under eighteen, then this channel is not for kids. Yeah, um, you shouldn't so even yeah. be here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, okay. What's gonna talk about? Let's go. talk about something. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. Okay, let's go to the next. Oh, oh wait, let me let me make one more point. Okay. Um, the the yeah, idea yeah. of you guys thinking Pakistan having more more of a movie industry, um, no. a bit better mu- music industry would make me upset is ridiculous. The only if 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 I see Pakistan as a rich music and movie industry, the only thing that would make me upset would be the fact that I don't know Urdu, so I can't enjoy it. Like I would be like, oh my god, look at all this rich culture, look at all these amazing movies. I wish I could understand it. I wish I had time and. Uh, the language to be able to enjoy it. That's the only thing that would make me upset. I wouldn't be uh, triggered over like, oh my God, these people have more culture than my country. Like, what are you talking about? Fun more fact. culture around the world is better for the whole planet. Yeah. No, no, but fun fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I think we did this. I sang Pakistani national anthem, which is in Persian. <laughs> our culture is so good that we actually wrote our national anthem in Armin's language. Again, right. none of that matters. <laughs> but, but come on, that's just the irony of it. Yeah. All right. Let's do this question. Um, why is the left so good at criticizing masculinity, but so bad at providing positive counterexamples? Who do you think is a positive role, mo- role model for young men? Mm, I don't know about this. I have to think about it. I, because we don't, we keep saying like the uh, men, you know, boys these days, she's like, this is correct. Like we say, uh, a lot of people from the left say, 
men don't have toxic role models. Like Andrew Tate is a bad role model. This guy is a bad role model. And this is dangerous. Men are becoming, young boys are becoming more and more toxic because they're not, they're following bad characters, but they don't provide, well, okay, well, who is a go, good role model for, does the left has a, have an alternative of people that all these young men can look up to as like a good source of, you know, masculinity, like positive masculinity? What do you think? I don't know. Like, I mean, see, this this is the problem because we are right smack bang in the middle and people in the middle are actually boring, right? Um, when people, our kind of people like Dawkins and Sam Harris, etc., when they were on the left, they, they made a lot of waves. And then it just, the spectrum shifted again. And then as a result, Jordan Peterson came along. And again, Jordan Peterson actually makes a lot of sense. He makes very good points. Um, just because he ended up being the first one to counter the raging left or what was evolving raging left. Um, uh, then that's why, you know, he ended up becoming the champion of, you know, every men's rights activist loves him. And then, you know, like the red pill and all of this kind of thing started happening. And then obviously, uh, and th this is what I'm saying to these, these stupid toxic feminists that, you know, like them going after people like us is like, it's like you're really shooting yourself in the foot because you're competing with, with the likes of, Andrew Tate, you you're, you're competing with the likes of the this growing number of incels. Incel violence is going to be a big thing in the next five ten years. I, I I fear that we've already seen some incel violence, where some incels have gone and just picked randomly started shooting women, um, and and this this rage is being channeled into men because both sides are so unreasonable. You know, like we we have these people who just I, I just don't get. I, I watched this. Um, I watched this uh, comedian's clip, and I'm just gonna try to uh, try to re uh, rephrase w w what he was saying. He was like, "Oh, you know, like every man, every reasonable man is actually a feminist." Because what do feminists say? Feminists say we want to go out and work. Yeah, honey, when would you go out and work? That's it. We can share the we can share the load with our bills. Okay, women are like men don't have a say on like whether you can have an abortion or not. But women say like, you know what, we want to have an abortion. Okay, honey, that's all up to you. I don't have to pay child support. That's great. Um, so women want to be the very men they hate. So it's like, okay, that's great. Okay, but my point is that it just, it just doesn't make any sense because the people are constantly hating on men. And then the other side of men, they, they, they build up, the, the, they raise these walls around them and they become overly defensive as well. And there's no middle ground in here. Okay, well, who's a good role model for men, though? Like, that's the question. I don't know. I like, do we I have am. any? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like somebody famous. I don't know. I I, I don't know. Who? who uh... Like, who's our, who's, our, who's our alternative to Tate, Andrew Tate? Like, we say, oh, Andrew Tate is a bad role model. Okay, well, who do we have? Do we have good role models? This is a problem. I, I, no, not, 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 yeah, it is a major problem. There's no one. People, men, decent men are scared to uh, are scared to talk about this. Yeah, like some people are suggesting you or me. I'm like, guys, we yeah, like we're nobody. We we're not, no, we need no, somebody. No, no. Like, we need, we, here's the best we have apparently, Rick Sanchez. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> guys, we're bankrupt in the role model department. If <laughs> people are coming up, Jesus Christ, guys, nobody. Like, look, <laughs> Armin, Ali Dava. 
Jesus Christ, somebody, oh. Arabian princess is saying Jesus Christ. No, no. Who, Jesus Christ. This? I think she's saying it like that. Jesus freaking Christ. Amit Tiwari. Uh, no, Amit Tiwari is one of the YouTubers. Yeah, no, not. Yeah, Harry Sultan is a good role model. He's masculine, but he remains calm. Okay. I think that's a jibe at you. <laughs> I know, I know. I know, I know. People say, like, I enjoy, I enjoy sometimes getting heated. I don't know why mm. people be like, oh, why are you being army? Stay calm. I'm like, he's passionate, like guys. He's passionate. I like the way I am. Why are, you, why are you trying to make me be someone else? I, 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 I'll be true to myself. Thank you very much. Ah, oh, people are saying army. See, some people like the way Monica I, likes you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Monica Zelensky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, I, like I don't Zelensky. know. I, you like know, I just don't get it. There's so many people who Susanna are I, <laughs> true. The be, a, be, a good male role model is Susanna McIntyre. I do Why? agree with that. But... Why? What has she done? Because because she is in faith. She's like a really sane voice on the left, talking about men's issues um, very passionately. So I think, like, given how many how many people have portrayed feminism as if this is the idea of shedding on men and belittling men. Um, I think for a lot of young men, seeing a woman so passionately uh, speaking on their behalf um, and encouraging them that they're not toxic, that they shouldn't be ashamed, that they're not less because they're men, seeing a woman speak so passionately about it, um, I think it's so encouraging and so uplifting. So I do think like maybe Susanna, yes, yeah, is, is a really good model. Uh, Walter H. White. <laughs> Feminists would love it. Uh, then you know the best role model for men is a woman. <laughs> yes, the world would be a better place. Walter H. White. Yes. Christopher <laughs> Hitchens. Yeah. Joe, well, he's not alive anymore. Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden is alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Is he? <laughs> so, barely. He remembers half his stuff. <laughs> uh, so um, Justin. Justin Trudeau. No, no, he's no. not. He's not. Oh, thank you. Somebody's saying Armin is one of my role models, especially regarding his obsession with logic and through. Oh, thank you so much. That's very touching. <laughs> Brother Ben. Okay. All right. Um, well, 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 I'm a... <laughs> Biden is a lie. <laughs> Obama is a good role model for men. You know yes, what? Obama, yeah, actually, Obama is a very good role model. I agree with you, Pakistani Defense Force. That's a good I think he spoke. I think he spoke about. Uh, but I think again, yeah, this is almost a decade old. Like, what? How long has it been? Seven years since he left the White House. Uh, so a lot of new issues have arisen since then, and he should have spoken. I, I think he handled the whole atheism versus theism debate really well. I think he is an atheist, and I think he said the right things about, well, you should be allowed to do whatever you want, blah, 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 whatever religion you want to follow, and that's the beauty of America, blah, 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 same old stuff. But he did not make excuses for God uh, nor for atheists. So I think he did it really well. So I think in this day and age, I think in this whole this whole trans and feminism issue i think he would have been he would have been a much saner voice imran khan is he a good role model no for, he's no? a horrible role model horrible he he's the epitome of the stupid oh no he, he's terrible no people are agreeing with uh tinu they're saying he is a good what role did tinu say tinu was being sarcastic <laughs> no, people people are agree with him no, but we sarcastic. need some, we need somebody more global 
We can't have Obama is too America focused. Imran Khan is too India focused. Andrew Tate is an international identity. We need we need to find an alternative to Tate. Okay, we need our own uh, positive masculinity role model. Okay, so do you say Abdullah, Abdullah Samir? Yeah, that that that's good. That's a good one. Mm. Well, I mean, Abdullah Samir is pretty good, but that, I, I wouldn't uh, say his that best. reaction was horrible. What do you mean by? I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, he okay. Abdullah Samir is kind, logical, calm, uh, mm. decent, with Hold high on. moral, with very high moral standards. But I, I think he would also agree with me that he would. He's not what comes to mind when we think masculine. I don't think he would be offended by saying that. <laughs> like the. I, I think he would say, uh, yeah, like, I think he would agree with me. I, I think he's logical and calm enough to say, uh, like, yeah, I don't think I'm the person you would think of when you think of masculine. So we need a mask. We need a role model for masculine. No, but hang on. No, no, but hang on. But but I think masculinity doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be some big dude. Or... No, no. I don't know what that means. So I don't know. No, no, that. you can, you can. No, no. Some people are like tiny, but like they come. I don't know. I don't know how you. What it's do you mean by kind of that? Thing. I, I don't get it. I'm going to... So, gonna like, right... So, well, let me... Um, who is it? Ryan Gosling, for example. Ryan Gosling, yeah. Like, he's not big, but you... When you no, think no, of you Ryan Gosling... Know. Ryan Gosling is somebody that you think of masculine, even though he's not, like, a big guy. Right? No, no, I don't... No, no, I, I, I don't... I don't necessarily mean by physical appearance, because obviously it can be small, shorter men as well. But... Yeah. I'm talking about what do you mean by... He, he when 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 you think of a man, he's not the first person that would come to your mind. What do you mean? No, by I didn't that? say man. I didn't say masculine. Yeah, masculine. Okay, sorry, yeah. masculine. What do you? So what, what I don't do you know how that? to so explain how, it. How do you explain I, masculine? It's hard. It's hard to explain because, like Bastet is saying, masculine is a mindset. It's something that you either feel it from somebody mm. or you don't. So you, it's really hard to explain. Um, like for example, Putin doesn't. It doesn't even is. It's short, and he's not even masculine. But like bodily, physically, he's not masculine, but people do associate him with masculinity, right? So I don't know. It's hard to explain how you do it, why Putin comes Come out masculinity. Yeah. You, I've never heard this word from you. It's hard to explain. I've never heard this phrase from you. What, what do you mean? Are you, are you worried that you might say something and you get in trouble? No, no, no. I haven't thought about it. Like, I, I'm not just going to open my mind, mouth if something I haven't put my mind into it to, to figure out how to define it mm. just because i don't have to have an answer for everything if i really don't know something i'm not ashamed to say i don't know is it like is it like we're saying that he needs to be like yeah man like like certain characteristics think... of a man certain characters like he if you look at a man you you see that he would be competitive he'd be combative he would be um like go-getter you know like those are the certain things like he he he's like when he wakes up in the morning, he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna go get it." Like whatever his job, right. this interview, whatever. I think uh, these are things. I think, think some about? level of calmness is required, right? So unlike what I do sometimes, right? Um, like uh, Bassett is saying, it needs to be stoic, right? So mm. it's it's a mix of uh, physical appearance, uh, confidence, uh, calmness, um, your uh, tone, right? Your the way you speak. Um, and I think it's not one of these things. Like some person could um, lack in one of them, but it has so much in other things that it comes off as confidence, uh, confident as well, right? Uh, somebody, yeah, confident is the main element, I think. Yeah. There you go. But I, I, I knew, I knew you'll get in trouble. <laughs> what part of Abdullah Sami is isn't masculine? 
just because it's softly spoken and gentle, those can be nice masculine qualities. I, I, I think you guys think you guys thought I was like uh, saying something against. Um, I wasn't saying I. Here's the thing. Like, let me just make it easier so you don't think I'm going against my um, Abdullah Samir. I don't think I could come across as very masculine myself. Okay, um, even though like maybe. Um, when, no, no, it's true. I don't see like here. Here, here's so my voice is too high pitch for it to be considered masculine. For example, right? Um, I, yeah. I am, yeah, yeah, I am very. No, Ali Dawa's, and this is why Ali Dawa yeah. doesn't come across as masculine. Yeah, uh, Muhammad Hijab comes across as masculine. Ali Dawa doesn't come across as masculine, especially. That's why. Ali that's Dawa why everyone calls him his. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if you guys, if you guys think like I'm, I was taking, um, I was going against Abdul Sami for saying he's uh, he's not very masculine. I would say that I, I see certain things about myself that doesn't come. Me being very. Um, being so easy with showing my emotions, that is a very not masculine feature, right? So I have no, that's a masculine feature. No, that's a masculine feature, being stoic. That's being stoic, like not showing no, no. or yeah, being I, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm the opposite of that, right? I am. Well, very you show free. Yeah, no, I am like, I don't hold back. I just like it. I just show anger very fast. I show, mm-hmm. um, you know. You know, I, I I go at people in the live chat. I don't I don't restrain myself. But no, but to... in personal life, you're not like that. Though. I I, yeah, I reckon well, no, but yeah. I reckon in personal life, I've seen you. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. I, I've seen you're you right. like you're very balanced. Like I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. It's but I am life. I am more yeah. in touch with people on my streams than in my personal life. So yeah, that's this true. Is, yeah, this, my image is mostly through my streams, right? No, no, but no, but this could be artificial. Yeah, this is artificial. Yeah. This is like okay, our behavior is different. Um, but people think that okay, this is how you would be. But my, but but your when you when and obviously behind the screen, face to face, we change, we change how we yeah. behave. Um, but now you're to me like you seem like someone who holds back his emotions. Mm. So much so that I people think you don't even have any emotions. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, well, that's not my impression. I think like Harris, you could you're a good example of somebody that is seen as uh, masculine. Especially, yeah, masculine. I think, like, when it comes to masculinity, you're one of the people that I would think of among the, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know what, what would that be. Like, I mean, I can understand that we, we yeah. could naturally, we could have certain tick boxes, like certain checklists. Um, yeah. that okay, this, this, this. Keanu Reeves, for example, doesn't is not a big guy, but his confidence and his he's pretty tall. He's actually six foot yeah. one, six foot two, I think. That uh, yeah, uh, being tall very helps a lot. Having a, so you don't need to have muscles, for example, but having some muscles will add to your masculinity. It's important. By the way, this, this is important because this is um, masculinity. People are like, okay, well, then why do you have to be masculine? What's so important about masculinity? Okay, um, the the sec. I know this is like not true for everybody. Okay, um, there are a lot of people that uh, this is not true for. Okay. But a ma- vast majority of um, people with uh, male hu- male sex um, find themselves more confident and comfortable if they have some masculine features. Like they are, when they look into the mirror or when they observe themselves, they're more comfortable with what they see if they lean a little bit into the mas- masculine side of them. Again, not all. Uh, for many men, it might be even the opposite. Okay, And for a lot of women... Okay, not all. This is you have to go through a path of self-discovery. Okay, leaning to for a lot of humans with the 
female sex, leaning into things that are associated with the feminine, uh, with femininity, makes you happier with what you see, how you see yourself. If you feel more comfortable in your skin, if you could see certain things that check that box that you are a feminine, right? Again, I'm not trying to generalize. There's a lot of gray area here, but it that's why having a masculine role model for men and a feminine role model for women provides an easy um, way for you to have a pathway to fit into those attributes that makes you comfortable with yourself without those attributes becoming an excuse for you to have toxic behavior. So that's why it's so important for uh, a lot of men to have masculine role models and for a lot of women to have feminine role models. And that's why it's important for us to understand who would be a good masculine role model. Are you, are you ready for another stupid comment? So you think raging lunatics like Muhammad Ijab are more masculine than Abdullah Sami? You must be a good friend to hang out with. So first of all... You don't understand so what if I'm someone, saying. If someone, yeah, she doesn't. If someone is either a lunatic or not, that's got nothing to do with masculinity because a masculine man could be both either a lunatic or a very yes. sane person. It could be anything. Him. So I think you want to use masculinity as an insult or as a or or, or, or as a token of appreciation or something or like acknowledgement. That's got nothing to do with that. Like, I mean, surely Putin, probably everyone in the West, actually, every sane person in the West hates him. But yeah, he's very masculine. <laughs> That's got nothing to do with that. No, Khadija! Khadija, okay, so you must be very young, Khadija. You could be, you could be masculine and toxic with your masculinity and you could be masculine and positive with your masculinity when i say muhammad hijab is masculine and yes. abdullah samir might not be masculine that, that that's not me saying muhammad hijab oh my god do i really need to say this no do you really think it. do you really think i was like making taking a dig at um, uh, abdullah samir and complimenting muhammad hijab god God damn it, Khadija. One more question. I feel he, you're he too... said hijab is masculine, but had a weird expression when Abdullah's me name came up, and I'm stupid. Yes, you are. <laughs> See, like Harris is also calling her stupid. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, right. here, let me actually. Ah, people are being very kind to me in the live chat. Like Armin is a positive role model. Dee is saying Armin is a good is a great role model. His logic and confidence is next level. Uh, also, good luck debating him. Oh, Dee, thank you so much for that encouragement. That's pretty nice. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like this one though. Rick Sanchez is not a good role model. <laughs> Rick Sanchez is not a good role model. Um, okay, guys, um, do you want to bring anybody up? I posted a link under under our community tab. If any YouTube members want to come up, um, but if not, you guys the, would. Ah, put it in the live chat. No, it's supposed to be for YouTube members only. What? Shoot. Okay. Next time. This last time, okay? Like that. This time. This time. Okay. Okay. Fine. I, I don't think anyone took anyone's gonna take it anymore. People don't come. Yeah. People don't come and talk. I don't know. You must be very intimidating. Yeah, you must be very intimidating. Very, you are very masculine then. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't um, know. Uh, okay. In the meantime, though, how about how about let me let me play a video for you? Yeah, is that all right? Yeah, yeah, go. Can yeah, I yeah. play a video? Have a look at this video, and I want your reaction to it. Actually, there's another video as well. Wait, play. look at this. Look, Bassett is saying Harris is a lone wolf in a good way. Oh, what does that mean? Some 
Some some somebody knows me really well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, watch this. Let's watch this. To watch the World Cup in Qatar. Let's it's not it. safe for someone like me to watch the World Cup in Qatar. It is not safe for someone like her to live a simple life in countries like America, Canada, and France. Yet nobody's talking. It's not safe. Look with how much conviction he says this. Look at the face. <laughs> so basically, what's the what's the punishment for being homo uh, for homosexuality in Qatar? And uh, then you could compare that. So since two thousand and four. Uh, Article 296 of the current penal code stipulates imprisonment between one and three years for sodomy between men. Okay. Um, now tell me in what, what countries he mentioned? Uh, France, Canada, England, and Britain. Tell me what legal persecution you have if you, or, or what's the imprisonment term of time for those who, who look like her? I mean, I mean these people say talk shit with such confidence that do you think they do that on purpose is he like well he doesn't look very smart um well don't judge his uh, intelligence no, by his looks no, so. no 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 by look i mean like i mean this 30 second of exposure i've had oh yeah five okay. second of exposure and um no, no this guy looks okay. very smart <laughs> <laughs> i don't know he does because he well, he's not i think no. no no i think they're both i think they're both no no i think they're both talking shit no, okay, okay. No, okay. No, he's saying it's not safe for him to watch football in Qatar. Yeah, okay. So that's I think not that's true. It's point. safe. It's. I. I don't think that's true. I think for gay foreigners have no issue. I think the people who are not safe in Qatar are gay Qataris. For gay foreigners, they are completely safe in Qatar. I'm not. By the way, I'm not endorsing Qatar's human rights uh, record because the fact that. Qatari people are not safe being gay in Qatar. It's already problematic. But I think this guy is wrong. I don't know. Maybe we're no, thinking not. out of context. No, he's not. No. Okay. So, so there was this um, a Filipino get, gay I, man who was gang raped by by Qatari police. So, it, a, a society when during the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, let me, yeah, yeah, no, no, just just a couple of couple of weeks ago. Let me show you. Okay. Well, oh. during the World Cup, first of all. No, no, no. But 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 it was World Cup related. He was he was he was FIFA uh, affiliate or something. Um, let me let me show you this. Um, why is it not loading? But anyway, so so I, I covered this. So that was November fourth, two thousand and twenty. Sorry, twenty twenty two. So a gay man who lived in Qatar has been revealed heroin. Blah blah blah. So anyway, so my point is. Well, okay, it's not okay. That is not systemic though for foreign. No, no, like, no, no. If you no, want no. to use examples, I can find examples example. of no, no, hijabi women in United States also being attacked. He well. didn't say it's systemic either. So let me let me tell you something. So he said, basically, when you create a society where there's so much homophobia then you know you're bound to be unsafe uh for example there's actually no punishment for apostasy in pakistan but there is this instilled fear of apostates as blasphemers so it's not safe for any apostates to be in pakistan so it's not systemic you can't be killed uh, by by the well, country's penal code the Qatari, for being an apostate. Uh, okay. okay so the Qatari, Qatari's laws about being gay is specific it's not applied it's not meant for foreigners, correct? It's meant for only Qataris. Like you cannot apply those laws on somebody who's coming to visit Qatar. So it, on the books, that's the law. So I mean, I agree with you, by the way, in this video that the second guy is a for someone uh, is like an idiot. Me, the, um, to well, watch the world. 
the well, second sorry, guy, it, I don't know how I, yeah, the second guy, well, this, I shouldn't say, I'm, guys, I'm going to try not to call people, I'm going to say he made an idiotic point rather than saying he's an idiot, okay? Like, he's an idiot. Okay. Uh, he made it, I agree that the second guy made an idiotic point, uh, but the first guy, that doesn't make the first guy's comment uh, correct. But the second guy's comment is a lot more idiotic than the uh, than the first guy, right? I mean, like the idea, hijabi women. So let me ask you. So let me ask you. Safe, you, you, you let, let, let me ask you before you go into that. Let me ask you. So you think for this guy, if he goes there, he'll be safe? If he, yeah, if people if, find if, out if he, around oh, him, if, if people oh, around yeah. him find out that he's he, he's a homosexual, he'd be oh, safe. Yeah, an MP, an MP in Qatar. Yeah, he's safe. I think he's no, safe. no. Okay, okay. So if he pretends that he's not an MP, it just he goes there as a normal person. Um, I think the chances of something happening to him because he's gay in Qatar is very low. It's very low. Zero. Okay, okay, yeah. very low. But lower than an ordinary non-homosexual person? No, of of course not. But that's true in the US as well. No, okay, no. Oh, okay, okay. So you think he would be in Qatar just as unsafe no, you're not. as homosexual no, no, no. as he would be in America? No, obviously not. Okay. Um, so, yeah. But but he, but he look at, you're saying something else than what he's saying. Okay. No. He's saying, no, no. He's saying he would not be safe. Okay. Yeah. Well, if that's your standard, could something happen to him? Okay. Well, if that's your standard, he could, based on that standard, he could say that about anywhere on the planet, because gay people in general are but less more safe. In Qatar. But yes. More in Qatar. yes, but that's not what you understand by what he's saying. That's what I he mean. Said, no, that's what. I that's what you mean. What you're saying might be accurate. I understand but that. No, but I understand. Yeah, no, but see, okay. this is. I mean, this is your problem. You're gaslighting you me. Pick, you no, no. <laughs> Come on. You you're gaslighting to... us. You, the guy you... is saying the guy is saying I wouldn't be safe in Qatar. Yes. Hold on. He's not saying I would be relatively less safe than average people. He's oh, just saying on. I would hold let me finish a goddamn statement, Harris. He's saying I wouldn't be safe. Like you're saying, come on, when he when I here's the thing, okay? If I tell you I wouldn't be safe in the United States, you're like, what are you talking about? There's, it's very unlikely for something to happen to you in the United mm -hmm. States. And we're like, well, relatively to a white person, I am less safe. I know, like, in the United States. You were like, yeah, but that's not what you said. You just said, I said wouldn't this. be safe. But he said it as a homosexual. But he added that. He he added the no. caveat. You, okay. you gave a very bad we, analogy. You gave a bad... Hang on. Let me just say one phrase. Let me just say one sentence, okay? Oh, when somebody says, I wouldn't be safe in Qatar, okay? What you, our understanding is that he's saying that he would likely be in danger. There's a likelihood of him being in danger is high. That's what me not being safe means because he didn't say relative to others. And that is false. The likelihood of this man being in danger in Qatar is actually very low. That's all I'm saying. But you can yeah, go. Well, I, I just don't understand why people like you. I, I really don't understand why you nitpick like this relative to this. Who, who the hell? Goes in like this. Hang on a second now. Let me let me have my spiel. What, what is he saying? I didn't say anything. Wait, like wait, wait. Listen, not what, listen safe what he said. For someone like me to watch the World Cup in Qatar. Now he's saying in an environment where everyone knows what he means by that, that he's a homosexual. He's saying he's effectively saying this is like, you know, you guys nitpick every single word, and this is actually like manipulating someone's quote. He everyone knows what he's saying. As a gay man. I am not safe in Qatar. 
And you're like, oh, he didn't say, oh, relative to non-homosexuals. Uh, okay, then you'd be like, relative to locals. But he's not going to say any of that. This is a point. This is the point he's making, that as a homosexual, now the person after him, who's even a, who, who is, who's definitely an idiot, who's comparing a homosexual in Qatar, albeit he's a foreigner, he's comparing that with a niqabi. That's the mm. whole point. So I don't know why you get so into like where you get why you start nitpicking that. You know what? It's pretty. Like, oh, it's pretty obvious what I'm saying. No, it's pretty yeah, obvious what I'm saying. If I, I say I, yeah. if I say as a Middle Eastern, I wouldn't be safe in Japan. Okay, if anybody who listens to this would come up with the interpretation that it's unsafe for Middle Easterns in Japan, they were like, "What are you talking about? Japan is a safe place for everybody." Or like, no, 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 no. I said as a Middle Easterner, even though I am very, very safe in Japan, relative to a white person in Japan. Stupid a, analogies. I, no, no, no. This is a completely a, a it's good absolutely analogy. stupid. I, no, I just no, no, don't understand no, why no, people like you have to really, really do this. It's not no, like that, Armin. Not everything measured like that. No, this is so easy to understand, so Harris. Stupid. You are the one who's gaslighting us. If you if somebody comes and says, as a gay person, I'm not safe in Qatar. What they're telling you is that the likelihood of something happening to the in, to them in Qatar is high, and we yes. know that's not true. That's not, it's not high. It you is would, high. It's not it's high. high. Right? Like in, for for a foreign gay for a foreigner who's gay in Qatar, it's very low. It's very low. Even really? though if it's even though if it's real if it's, just, it's relatively higher than other people, at an absolute level, is very very low. For a foreigner who's gay in Qatar, something happening to you because you're gay, that chances of that is very low. But so, anyways, I so, think people so, should so make people, their decision. Yeah, yeah, I think I think I think that's just silly. I, I just don't understand why you actually nitpick on silly points like that. Qatar has okay. made a Qatar has made specific, very vivid claims that or statements about LGBTQ. The FIFA organizer said that, okay, we don't like homosexual. Homosexuality is a crime. You have to respect our laws, blah, blah, blah. When similar comments are not being made about any other groups of people. So obviously there's more focus on those people. If you were a gay man, let's just talk about it. If you were a gay man, would you feel comfortable going to Qatar for FIFA World Cup? Foreigner, as a foreigner? Yes. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> you already know I mean. I mean, this is like me saying in Turkey, you and I are going to be okay as apostates, but it is still, it would still be a bit stupid for us to go there. Yes, oh, apostates are not, different. No, 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 but in Turkey, there's no, in Turkey, we probably wouldn't even be noticed. Well, nobody would know about that, about us. Most likely, nobody uh, in Turkey, nobody would know about us. Yeah, yeah well, if. I, I, honestly, in Turkey, I have the other reasons why I wouldn't go there. But if I wasn't like um, wanted by the Iranian government, I would, as an apostate, I would go to Turkey, no problem. There are many apostates in Turkey. I have Iranian apostates in Turkey, no issues. Yeah, but known, known Iranian apostate. Like you, if we get recognized, I'm not, the I'm not that. Yeah, I'm not that. No, 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 no. It's not about being famous or not. It's not like, like well, we're gonna go there. And people would know. I'm saying if they get a, if they have yeah. a, if they have a list that's of something. It. No. Yeah. I, okay. So that's a. I would just say Qatar. If I um, honestly, as even as an apostate, I wouldn't be mind going to Qatar. If Iran wasn't so, if the Islamic regime wasn't so close to it. If here's the thing, I as an apostate, as somebody who has burned the Quran, okay, I feel so safe about Qatar that if the Iranian regime falls, okay, so I wouldn't be worried about Iranian agents coming to Qatar doing something to me. 
I would go to Qatar as a somebody who burned the Quran. That's how I feel about Qatar. Um, yeah. Well, by the way, most of the live chat agrees with me on this thing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're all idiots then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I do want to. I do want to um, apologize to Pakistani Defense Force. Okay, from now on, if you say something stupid, I would say like, this is a stupid take. I wouldn't call you entire. I wouldn't say you're an idiot or stupid. I would say this was a stupid take. Okay. Same thing People with Khadija. Yeah, yeah. So when I, I shouldn't call somebody entirely stupid or idiot. When they say something I think is stupid, I should just call that comment stupid. Yeah. So, but, but, okay. But, so if somebody but, agrees with you as well, not everybody agrees with me. I just want to highlight. I don't. I don't want to be one-sided when it comes to when the live chat agrees with me. I want to also make sure that I'm fair with highlighting other people who are agreeing. Anyways, we have somebody waiting for us very patiently. So I should bring him Banksy yes. style live. Okay. All right. Hi, Banksy. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, I uh, I have spoken to you. Uh, well, I've spoken to Harris before, uh, but uh, I think I've spoken to you, Armin, uh, in the chats uh, back in the day. Uh, I am a fellow Iranu in uh, in the United Kingdom. Um, I I actually just wanted to quickly point out, ironically, you're both right, but in different ways. Um, the thing is, if this gentleman, this MP, pranced around Qatar in a rainbow onesie or something and and started proclaiming I'm a gay I'm a gay yeah he might have some problems but if he just goes to as a British MP do you honestly think he's in any no, danger no, no. in in, no, in, in no, Qatar no. in a real way if he just goes to Qatar and watches a couple of football games no one would care in reality he's actually safer in Qatar than he is in London London the stabbing rates are through the roof it's in a, in a in a statistical way he's more likely to get actually assaulted and attacked in London than he is in Qatar so no in a real way he's of course not in any danger but of course if he gets caught for some lewd act in a toilet with another man and then has to go to court in Qatar yes he is going to be in a lot of problems he's going to have huge issues because he's homosexual and he was caught potentially having some kind of inter in, uh, 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 intercourse with another man so it all really depends on how and when he gets in trouble with the law in that country but even okay during the world cup at least especially during the world cup if a foreigner wants to go around and say they're gay uh, they even like first of all given that you don't get in trouble if you don't go around and tell you're gay so therefore you can be safe okay but even if you go and one an activist are like, no, I want to go and tell people I'm gay, and this is like as a way of protest. What has have happened to protesters, gay activists, is that they get arrested and they, they then they are deported. Okay, they're not gang raped, they're not tortured, they're not given years of sentencing. They uh, they arrest people, and again, yeah, that's, that's bad. I'm not I'm not saying that this is I'm not I'm not endorsing the Qatari government. Okay, the fact that you can't let people do their gay rights activism that's bad. But that's not what I call unsafe. You know, being arrested. You run, here's the point. Here's the point. What what I just gave you that report earlier that was from fourth of November, and now an October 2022 report from Human Rights Watch alleges alleges the keyword systemic police brutality against LGBTP people in Qatar based on eyewitness reports from and I and I oh, get yeah, it that's, saying, yeah, that, that, yeah. I, and I get it what your argument on that is that that's for the local people and obviously they would not touch I mean I did a report of um I did a video where I said okay what well, you should be aware of what you shouldn't be but the point is we've seen that certain people do still slip through cracks like for example this one person I was t telling you about I think he was a Filipino resident we've seen some um 
British and uh, I, I think I've seen there was a show called Banged Up Abroad. Again, I'm just saying, I'm giving you the general things. It is better for people just not to go. If that the international event like FIFA World Cup being held in Qatar, the whole point is okay, why are we organizing these events in a country that is not up to date with modern human rights standards? That's the whole point. If I was a homosexual, yes, fair enough. Like the odds are nothing's going to happen. Like I said, as an apostate, it's okay. I would probably be okay in Turkey. But would I think about going to Turkey the same way I would think about if I'm going to, let's say, Britain or France? No. I wouldn't even think about it. So that's the point he's making. So we need to understand that point. You just go, you get caught up on, okay, what exactly would happen? Yes, probably nothing's going to happen to him, especially if he's an MP. The thing is, in, yeah. Oh, sorry, go on. I was just no, gonna, I was just gonna simply just say, the problem is, this is the problem with FIFA. This isn't the problem with Qatar. I mean, I firmly believe everyone around the world should live their lives the the way they want to live their lives. If the Qataris are happy with their government and their society, then let them let them be. But if you're gonna have a corrupt in institution like FIFA be bribed into ho having a country like Qatar host this event, then it is on us, the, the, the general public and, and, our, and our money in our wallet, to decide whether we wish to fund such a thing. And, and that's, that's really where the, I think the buck stops, is with you as an individual. If you're paying to go to Qatar to watch this event, or if you're paying to support FIFA in any way, then I'm sorry, you are supporting Qatar and their policies in a, in a roundabout way. So it is on you if you want to watch the World Cup or if you want to boycott the World Cup. But if enough people have the, the backbone to actually boycott the World Cup in a real way and show that, that the, the world... the population of the world is incredibly displeased with FIFA. FIFA looks at their bottom line. You heard them in their wallet. Believe me, things will change real quick. Another point is that we shouldn't try to say like, oh, Qatar bad because this white guy going there would be in trouble. Okay. Like the Qatari gay people are important. Okay. So it shouldn't be like, oh, let's boycott Qatar because if I go to Qatar, I would be in trouble. Like how about I, the fact that so many LGBT people in Qatar are living uh, lives that are far less than ideal as an LGBT member should be reason enough for us to be anti qatari government. Why are so many people are waiting to see how foreigners are treated? Are they not? Do they not care about local Qatari people? Exactly, but the problem is, um, uh, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna walk down the the path, the, the I would say the hallways of of America and and their policies of regime change in Iraq, and I mean, I I see that this is a slippery slope of if we start to dictate or start to say, well, you know, the, these people should be dif different, or we should have they should have all mora moral standards, then I fear in this re in this world we we end up in that in that Iraq weapons of mass destruction, let's bring democracy to Iraq sort of scenario. No, 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 no. That's a slippery slope argument. That's a slippery slope fallacy. You don't have to... Uh, first of all, people should have uh, the moral standards that is more tolerant of gay people and trans people and women. Um, and we should uh, try to um, push for that everywhere, okay? Just because... Um, this is like black and white thinking, saying like, oh, the United States wanted to bring democracy to Iraq and it, started, it basically 
put sanctions on Saddam, killed 500,000 children just before the invasion and many more after. So, oh, yeah, that means that every time we try to push for uh, ideals and values that are superior to backward barbaric uh, values of Islamic and more religious and conservative uh, cultures, uh, it would lead up to a mass invasion of a country. Like, no, it doesn't necessarily have to go that far. Um, we we care for, like the fact that this is another country. We're like, oh, it's their country, their values. Bullshit! Fuck, fuck them and their backward values. Uh, these are we shouldn't treat people like oh, these are Qataris and we're this sort of country. Mm -hmm. These are our fellow human beings. We care about our fellow human beings. You don't a, a country, a government of another country can be like oh, these are our people, so we treat them the way we want. No, I'm sorry. These are these are our fellow human beings, and we're not going to let you use borders as a way to keep us out of protecting them. They deserve protection as much as any gay person deserves protection in England or in United States or in Canada. They deserve the same amount of protection, and we're going to try to do our best to come and stand in front of them and protect them against your human rights violations. Yeah, but that's. I'm going to say that uh, Pakistan Defense Force is saying that excluding Qatar from international events will only slow down Qatar's social progress. That's BS. You know who else had a global event? Hitler's uh, Germany, 1933 Olympics, was it? Munich Olympics, yes. 1933 yes. or something, something like that. What happened? Did, 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 uh, uh, did Nazi Germany from the other side of the Olympics come out as a very socially progressive country? No. That, that These events actually legitimize that. This is cultural relativism. This is actually making them it's legitimizing that hey it's okay it's okay for you to have a different set of human standards and for us we're western people because we value our humans more so that's why we can give our humans more human rights but no you guys yeah yeah you people yeah treat your people the way you want to treat so i no. i actually kind of dig um i agree with pakistani defense force there but can you highlight it again but i don't think that that's what we're doing with the uh, cutting qatar so i think like uh, it would, so you're saying excluding Qatar from international events will only slow down Qatar's social progress. Um, I think we we shouldn't um, exclude Qatar from international from all international events. I think this World Cup is a good way because it gets so much attention. Uh, first, uh, for for us to use as a way to highlight certain human rights violations. So certain people think that if you exclude them from here, that means that we are encouraging. Qatar to be excluded from everything, from our international events. No, I think you should maintain uh, positive trade relationships with Qatar because I do agree that um, Qatar's economic development and its trade relationships with other countries and its involvement with other countries will encourage the sharing of the values and encourage um, Qatar to join the uh, you know, civilized world, the rest of the civilized world and with more progressive values. I do agree with that. So I don't think like it's all or nothing. I think like you could use certain events, certain events like the World Cup, which is such has such high profile, especially when the event itself has been built on the back of um, workers, immigrant workers, which with their rights being denied to them uh, and many of them dying in the process. I do believe that that would be a good way to highlight this. I, Harris, you're kind of distracting me with these things. I'm, 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 no, I think I'm just making the point what you're saying. So these yeah. these other yeah. some points are supposed to be. We need to touch these uh, points as well. Banksy spoke about that as well. This is these annual meetings. Um, these people who are on the board to decide where's the next World Cup going. Um, this yes. woman, 
from FIFA, she blew the whistle, Fiedra Al-Majid, um, that this guy was paid 1.5 mil, this guy was paid 1.5 mil, etc. Um, and uh, this news was even broken on the Sunday Times as well. Jack Warner given 1.6 million by Mohammed bin Himam, etc. So there was clear corruption of how FIFA, there's even a Netflix documentary on FIFA's corruption and then the whole FBI investigation. So many people have been arrested within the organization of FIFA. Um, the way they got there is so ridiculous that they still, even after it was it was made clear to the whole world, even, even it blew up in our faces that, okay, Qataris basically bought this World Cup. They still did not, um, you know, uh, reverse their decision. They've spent $220 billion. I mean, this is a clear case of corruption. So it's not even a fair game. How many other... I think America was um, was going for it. Um, I think Australia was bidding for, the, for this World Cup as well. But look at this. Look at this sheer difference. Last one, uh, Russia and Brazil, 15, 11 billion. This is $220 billion with so many... With over 6,500 people have died constructing this monstrosity of... Uh, infrastructure wait no 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 the six thousand is just not just the numbers of people who built the infrastructure it's from before as well but yeah no, i'm saying that died died from before and during the world cup i think there was a fact check that is done no it's from two, 2011 to 2020 okay so since yes since the like uh since it was announced but not necessarily working on the structures for the world cup in general since, 20, since 2011 to 2020 yes um, so in general okay. just building building different things yeah but, but yeah but but the Qatar wasn't uh, won the bid in 2010 so there was this yeah, massive right. boost of so there was a massive yeah. boost of okay, infrastructure building so it's not just the stadiums you know so they're, they're actually yeah. building train lines whole metro uh some new hotels etc they're building the whole thing that was built because of this so there was this massive boom, construction boom that started in 2011. So one way or another, it's all tied down to that. But besides the point, even if, let's just say from the other side, they were building something up. But the point is, Piers Morgan saying that, oh, you know, we have uh, Roe v. Wade in America. Uh, so, you know, how can we be, be, be somehow moral compass or something? I mean, this is false false equivalence by these people. When they, with this classic word about me, how can you, how many people died building Wembley Stadium? Uh, how many people died, you know, um, building okay, any fair, modern structure? So, so that's well, to be yeah, fair, so How can no, we go no, to, with, these, to with this kind of country? Okay, to be fair, more people have died because of United States human rights violations than Qatar's human rights violations. Okay, the point is that people like Piers. The problem with Piers, what people like Piers Morgan are saying is not that what he's not saying is not true. It is true. Okay. However, why can't I address both? Like why the the, prop, the fallacy of what a battery is that when I'm trying to highlight the human rights violations of Qatar, you bring up another country's human rights violations as a way to belittle these countries, like to to take attention away from these countries' human rights violations. How has, I how I, I, I want I want to know the figure. How has America killed more people than Qatar through human rights abuses? Don't don't give me war figures. Well, the the sanctions before the war on Iraq, even even if you focus on one country, okay, like okay, first of all, Iraq before the war, United States is at least responsible for killing five hundred thousand children through starvation, okay. Cambodia, Vietnam, right, Afghanistan, 
right? Ecuador. They're weaponizing Saudi Arabia and the war crimes that the weapons Yemen. of the United States have committed in Yemen. Like e each one of these countries is by far like alone uh, more than what. Um, again, I'm not I'm not an anti-U.S. person by the way because I think United States has committed a lot of good in the world. Just that's uh, that goes with being a superpower. Your harms is more Dude. than other people, and your good things are more than well, other people as well. I, th I think Armin, you, you, as an Iranian, you would uh, you would know about Mohammad Mossadegh and the 1940s, uh, 50s, and 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 the events that the CIA and the British government were involved with. But I, I don't say, I don't agree but, with but, that. But I, but, I, but I also want to say no, but, no, but Armin, but I also want to say with these sanctions and the result and the, I, I know the Iraqi sanction on children's medicine that was just I don't know what the hell they were thinking. But the other sanctions, for example, the sanctions that have been put on Iran or something. I wasn't talking about that. I was talking no, about no, 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 no. I, I, get, I, I get it. I get it. But I'm saying sanctions when sanctions are placed as well. This is actually one last step before going to war with the country. So this, it, it is still coming. Yeah, that's from... the point I make. That's why I, that's why I support the sanctions on Iran. But we have yeah. sanctions, and we have sanctions. The sanctions on Iraq were not just the sanctions on Iran could be justified, but the sanctions on Iraq was not at all justified. They were on purpose designed in a way to cause the the kind of atrocities that we but saw. Yeah, the in kids, Iraq. kids, well, yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. Yeah. But, um, but but having said that, though, we, we we do judge people how they treat their own subjects, their own citizens. Um, because so in America, you would not have the kind of atrocities for their own human rights abuses the way Qatar is probably having itself. Because if, if we extend, America has a luxury, America is a superpower, Qatar is not a superpower. So somebody said that, oh, uh, France's policy in, in the former colonies in, in Africa is worse than that of Qatar's policy in Africa. And, and his point was, well, Qatar has uh, not had any influence in Africa. So therefore, by default, France also uh, already becomes worse than Qatar, just purely by association. So that's not the way to look at it, because if we're going to judge countries, we're going to judge countries on the basis of how they treat their own people. Okay, I need to address this thing, and then and we go oh. to Banksy, and we go to Ibn Um The oxymoron in the live chat is saying, generally, what aboutism is not a fallacy. It points out inconsistencies in application of given criteria. No, oxymoron, you're wrong. There's a difference between what aboutism and pointing out inconsistency or calling it hypocrisy. Let me make it very easy for you, okay? If you say, if A is wrong, okay, then B should also be considered wrong. That is good. You're... you're pointing out inconsistencies with other people or calling out hypocrisy okay but if if you say um a forget a being wrong because b also happened it's okay that a happened because b also happened then that is not you pointing out inconsistency or hypocrisy that's you trying to distract from the wrong that is a by using the wrong that is b so try to like it, yeah, people have to be very careful it's okay to call out inconsistencies but not okay to do whataboutism. So Piers Morgan was doing the whataboutism, not because when he said, like, when we said pointed out the human rights violations in Qatar, he said, what about US? What about UK? He wasn't saying, like, you guys should condemn the US and uh, UK because he doesn't even know if his audience do because many people who do condemn Qatar for their human rights violations are people who are also having issues with United States and UK, UK's human rights violations. He was saying, stop calling out Qatar because the US did it. He didn't say, if you say condemn both, then that is trying to be consistent. If you say don't do this one because some other people are doing, that is what about is it? 
Banksy, you want to make your last point before we go to Ibn Karim? Yes, certainly. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you that uh, two, you, uh, these two are not mutually exclusive. Just because uh, America rolled back on Roe v. Roe v. Wade is not, you know, completely mutually exclusive of of Qatar's human rights. Both can be wrong at the same time, and both should be highlighted at the same time. That's perfectly legitimate. Uh, but as far as my concept of interference is that, uh, although, yes, you said that uh, we don't necessarily have to interfere with, with people just because we call out their human rights violations, I feel that these are the steps that people usually, especially governments like America, take to convince the populace that it is okay to do things like sanctions and, and invasions off the back of these excuses of human rights. This is what happened in Libya. This is what happened in Iraq. They've done this consistently. Now, you are saying that, yes, uh, we can point out their human rights violations. But for me, I always stand on the side of we can highlight people's bad doings, but it is up to the people of that nation to change change their government and their no. policies no, not no, no, on no. us to do that no, it for them no it's on us it's on us human rights is a global issue you cannot have this is moral relativism okay we can have an influence we could help them with their fighting people with their rights we can we don't people inside a country when sometimes they're in a prison sometimes uh, minority groups need the aid of other minority groups outside of their borders because by themselves they're weak because the majority of that country is oppressing them. So if we say it's up to them, well, that's not going to happen because they don't have the ability. They don't have the power. They don't have the resources. They're looking at their fellow human beings outside of the border who have gone through the same fight and they're asking for support. You as a fellow human being have to reach out and you have to provide them with their support. They require, They don't need just encouragement. They require support. They require assistance. Because yeah, but that assistance, again, has not proven historically, even in recent history, that's proven to be disastrous. Look at Libya. Look at Iraq. Do you honestly think no, that no. these were good good acts? Uh, these were moral uh, acts by the, that's by a, the that's West? That's a fallacy. You're, you're doing a simple so fallacy. You're giving me examples of extremes and acting like this is the only outcome. But this has been the help, reality of recent events in the, in, in the world. It hasn't been like we haven't just it, given moral support to Iraq. We didn't just cheer on the Iraqis to, you, to overthrow you're Saddam. Not you're not <laughs> listening to what I'm saying. You're not listening to what I'm saying. Do you pay attention to my words, okay? I didn't. You say this is a reality. Did I say the things that you said did not happen? I'm acknowledging that they happen. I'm saying these are not, these are the extreme examples. You keep repeating that they happen. These are reality. Pay attention to my words, okay? We have many examples of positive influence, many examples of things, uh, human rights um, groups that are cross-border, that helped each other, assisted each other, that provided assistance to each other, that actually helped, right? You go to the most extreme examples of people when the, in the name of democracy come and bombard an entire country and you're like, oh, this is a reality. Is anybody saying that it's not reality? My, my point is that you cannot go to the extremes and say that every time we try to assist a minority group in their struggle against oppression in another country, that has to result in uh, um, carpet bombing in another country. The fact that you have to constantly go through these examples shows that you're like grasping at no, but having no, no, but ha but having said that though, but don't you think in, in in light of recent events, and this is probably the reason why a lot of people think that. Hang on a second, when a lot of people say, "Hey, why is the West not doing anything in Iran?" There's so many Iranian protesters, but they don't have any weapons. So now America has, or the West has this, uh, you know, they they have a bit of a conundrum. Like if we give them weapons. 
then there's a civil war. If we don't give them weapons, then these protesters are dying. So, but do you, but but all those, uh, you know, anti-American who, who blame America for Libya and Egypt and whatever uh, and, and Syria, don't you see? Don't you see? Like it's a it's a bit of a catch twenty two for America. You 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 do you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Anyways, we do need to move to Ibn Khayyam because I need to go to Atheist Republic. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, Banksy. Thank you, and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, thank you. We could talk about the uh, Mossadegh coup later if you want to come up next. Uh, Mossadegh. Um, yes. Long live uh, America. Okay, Ibn Khayyam. He's fallen asleep. No, he's not. Why do you have one at the end? Can you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes. Go ahead. Hello? Yes, yes. Hello? Make it quick. Sorry, there's a massive idea... delay. Uh, yeah. There's a there's, there's a massive delay in, in, in I don't think it's going to be feasible guys uh, okay can you hear me okay yeah you, we, it's not going to be feasible maybe next time no 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 okay the delay is gone the delay is gone okay all right okay okay, me. okay okay I just want to say I know Banksy style from four years ago by the way um we used to be on a live we used to be on these um, speakers corner related live streams we used to do together okay make it well, ask your yeah, question yeah. very fast because uh, I need to go to a public uh, toxic masculinity. Do you think masculinity is related to um, uh, testosterone level? So the higher the testosterone level, the more masculine the man. Average. It's related. It's not one to one, but it has some effect. Okay. Uh, and by the way, what you were saying uh, to that um, Baloch woman, I disagree with some of what you said. Uh, men are the cause of most of the problems um, in society. It's a fact. And um, the vast majority of violence is caused by men, and those things should be dealt with uh, specifically, um, yeah, by both men and women. But uh, yeah, th those uh, I think men cause most of the issues uh, in, in the world today. Shut up. Well, most of the world's issues is not just because of violence. Or the thing that is responsible for men committing the more violence is also responsible for men being part of a lot of the solution. Like the thing, the attitudes that make, I do agree that men. Um, yeah. are on average a lot more violent than women but the same type of attitude that has made men more violent is the same type of attitude that had made them more competitive and, and eager um, and made them um, ambitious enough to be responsible for a lot of things that uh, they built like a lot of the a lot of the progress in the world is because of the ambition that made men both violent and more ambitious so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say something on it because I actually I don't know if I've said it before or not or I've been thinking about it a lot. I was saying, um, see, so yes, that's true. Uh, men, pretty much everything we look around us, the, the 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 way the society has been created, you can you can just blame men for it. But but men get all the credit and men get all the blame as well, and rightfully so because men are responsible for everything. And why that is because well they've been running the world for for the day dawn, and why. Why is that the case? Because, yes, Homo sapiens are patriarchal uh, species. Uh, it, it is a patriarchal species. So, of course, they created societies in their own image. They created the hierarchy in their own image. And they came up with solutions in their own image. I was thinking, what if it was a matriarchal society? What if, like, our first leaders who set the foundation of our, of our civilization, they were women? It is quite possible that we would have gone on on a different tangent. And yes, we might have achieved peace, world peace, a lot sooner. That's true. But then there are other caveats in that as well. Would we have 
achieved this aggressive competitiveness had it been all peace? Because getting better than your opponent cannot be achieved without some degree of violence. It's just not possible. Competition arises from violence or, or, or violence ends up um, or uh, being a part of the equation when there is competition. When you're trying to find a good, when you discover gunpowder, you want the biggest cannon, and now your opponent also wants it, and now you want to blow each other to smithereen. Now that these are all traits coming from certain, very certain male characteristics, and as you said, rightfully, men are violent. And I was talking to Nuri about it, and I said, "Yeah, men have." Men do commit violence, and men do, as a result of it, men do endure violence. Men not necessarily have more violence. Okay, okay, maybe. But I was saying, anyways, this this has to be the last point because I need to go. Um, but not not just necessarily as a result of it. I'm saying the same attitude, the same chemistry, the same type of conditioning that makes men more prone to violence is also the reason why they are more competitive, right? And that has been a force for good in the world. So um, if there is something. Uh, if it's okay for you to say something is more generally uh, destructive about men, then there shouldn't be politically incorrect for you also to point something that is uh, generally on average more positive about men. Because you can't be allowing one of them and not the other one, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I agree, yeah. but I, I don't think there's been an overcorrection. Um, I still think in many aspects in the West, women uh, still um, lack... Uh, in certain aspects compared to men, for example, uh, average salary, uh, getting promotions oh. into high places. Okay, no, 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 no. You don't understand. When I it, yeah. that I didn't. When I say it's an overcorrection, that doesn't mean we're done with correcting. Okay, you could still have many issues with women rights, but still have an overcorrection at the same time. It, when you say there's certain overcorrection in some areas, that doesn't mean that uh, ev there's ever overcorrection everywhere. Yeah, give me, give me an example. Give him an example. Like, uh, for example, it's true. Like many many people have this attitude about women uh, being emotional and not being able to make logical points in a meeting or in a boardroom, right? So the same point if a, in a boardroom, if a man makes a certain point, uh, it's taken more seriously than if the same point was made by a woman, right? That's an attitude. If it was exactly the same logical, the same logical structure, the same understanding, it's received more logically if a man made that point. That's a problem that exists. It's a it's a it's a state of mind that has to be corrected. The fact that that still exists and needs to be. Hear you guys Okay, okay. Well, then I'm gonna put you down because. Okay. The fact that 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 mindset that exists and needs to be corrected, that doesn't mean that we ha don't have overcorrections. Do you no, have an think, you, Yeah, yeah we, we get it. I think that was a good point that you made, and I, and I totally agree. And I think um, <laughs> Nar Nar Mariana Muthi Nimani made a hilarious point, but I think they, they, this is true. We cannot, some people imagine that, okay, the moment we created our societies, that's it. We need to let go of our natural instincts, which is like, okay, now we don't have to hunt mastodons and, and, and bison so, or, or, or these short-faced bears. So now, okay. You know, let's just be equal. It could not. And unfortunately, it took us like, what, nearly 10,000 years to do that. Hang on. Oh, I'm coming I to that. Okay, okay. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I'm going to read it. it. So he's saying, he's saying, and, and that there's some truth in that. If we were a matriarchal society, then Neanderthals would have eliminated us. There's a good chance of that. There <laughs> is know. a good chance. I, I, I Don't just take it as a joke, but you know, there's a good chance of that. Violence was very important for our own survival. 
you know? So anyway. Yes. And you got a twenty dollar super chat for yes for her. So thank you so much, D. That's twenty dollars. That's very generous. Thank you uh, very much, D. Dee. Thank you. Is, thank you so much, D. D. Saying after the stream, come to Atheist Republic for the news. Yes, sometimes even Harris uh, comes from here to uh, yeah, the, in the live I'm, chat. I'm area. Usually, yeah, yeah, because yeah. by that point, I'm 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 in my bed and yeah. I'm I'm yeah I'm yeah. watching it. I'm texting yeah. away. Yeah. So guys, when this stream is over, we, me and Susanna and Susanna and the Atheist Republic uh, YouTube channel, we go cover the news on atheism and religion. We cover 10 news items. So just hop over there. So we're going to start in 45 minutes from now, Atheist Republic news. You have on the, 45 uh, freaking minutes and you end it now? What's wrong with I you, have man? to go. Eat. I'm starving. I'm not going to be able to do anything on the stream if I don't eat. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, all right, guys. Thank you very much for joining. Thank you very much, D, for your super chat again, guys. Please like, share the stream, um, and if you can, super chat, super sticker. Your patronage, your patron patronage is very important, obviously, for both Arm and Navabi, Atheist Republic, and myself, um, and so we can keep doing our work. This is this is uh, very encouraging for us creators. Yes. Anyway, guys, like the video, subscribe, hit the bell notification, leave a I comment. I just had it on it. Yes, I, I'm just saying it again one more time. And then, wait, what's wrong with me saying it again? I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm like, I just had it. Like, I was just, I was just pulling your leg. Well, here's the thing. I don't know what. I, I, don't, I just didn't want to end the stream without me saying something. Okay, I just say, love you guys. Bye.